This is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. The California Speedway, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series machines are now rolling off the pit lane, beginning the first of three pace laps before we get today's race underway, the Napa Auto Parts 500. Three drivers failed to qualify for the field for today's race. Brendan Gaughan, Chad Little, and Hermie Sadler. Here's the 43 starters in today's event. Starting 43rd, it'll be Shauna Robinson in the BAM Racing Dodge. 42nd, Rick Mast in the Duke's Mayonnaise, Sowers Ford. The Brawny Georgia Pacific Dodge, Steve Grissom aboard will go 41st. 40th is Robbie Gordon in the singular wireless Spider-Man Chevrolet. Bill Elliott goes 39th. The Dodge Dealers, UAW Dodge. The Sitco Ford with Jeff Burton starts 38th. 37th is Ricky Rudd in the Haviland Ford. 36th, Brett Bodine, the Hooters Restaurants Ford. The Conseco Pontiac with Stacy Compton starts in 35th. 34th is Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Chevrolet. Mike Skinner in the Kodak Chevrolet starts 33rd this afternoon. 32nd, Dave Blaney in the Jasper Engines and Transmissions Ford. Hut Strickland in the Hills Brothers Coffee Dodge is 31st. Starting 30th, Bobby Hamilton, the Schneider Electric Chevrolet. Greg Biffle makes his first career Winston Cup start today, starting 29th in the JR.com Volvo Trucks Ford. Bobby Labonte has the Interstate Batteries Pontiac starting 28th. 27th starter, Ward Burton, the Caterpillar Dodge. Mark Martin has the Pfizer Viagra Ford starting 26th. 25th is Sterling Marlin, the Coors Original Dodge. John Andretti goes from 24th today. He's in the Cheerios Dodge. Ken Schrader has the M&M's Pontiac starting 23rd. 22nd starter, Jimmy Spencer, the Target Dodge. And 21st, Kevin Harvick, the GM Goodrich Service Chevrolet. Matt Kenseth in the DeWalt Power Tools Ford will go 20th this afternoon. 19th to Kyle Petty in the Sprint Dodge. Steve Park, the Pennzoil Chevrolet, is 18th. 17th to Jeff Gordon in the DuPont Chevrolet. The America Online Chevrolet for Jeff Green goes 16th. 15th, Ricky Craven in the Tide Ford. 14th, Jeremy Mayfield, the Dodge Dealers, UAW Dodge. The Checkers, Shucks, Craig and Otto Parts Ford. And Joe Nemechek goes 13th. 12th is Casey Atwood, the Sirius Satellite Radio Dodge. 11th to Johnny Benson, the Eagle One Valvoline Pontiac. The defending winner of this race, Rusty Wallace, has his Miller Lite Ford lined up in the 10th starting spot today. 9th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the Budweiser Chevrolet. 8th starter, Tony Stewart, the Home Depot Pontiac. 7th is Elliott Sadler in the Motorcraft Ford. Michael Waltrip has the Napa Auto Parts Chevrolet starting 6th. 5th starter, Jerry Nadeau in the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. Jimmy Johnson starts 4th in the Lowe Chevrolet. Dale Jarrett has the UPS Ford starting third on the front row. Kurt Busch and the Rubbermaid Ford on the Bud Pole for the second time in his career. Ryan Newman driving the Mobile One Altel Ford. 250 laps, 500 miles on order this afternoon here at California Speedway under beautiful sunny Southern California skies. Really for the first time all week, the Winston Cup teams have been able to play in the left coast sunshine. And for our Announcers here at MRN Radio working pit road and out on the corners all weekend. It's been kind of chilly. Today a little bit nicer out there. Let's hear from some of those voices now. You've heard from our announcers down along the pit lane, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti. Cover the action for us in the turns today. Out in turns one and two from nearby Rancho Cucamonga, California, Dan Hubbard. Thank you, Joe, and good afternoon, everybody. I'm perched atop a billboard giving me a bird's eye view of turns one and two. Turns that are among the fastest in all of NASCAR. Approach speeds into the 14-degree banking over 200 miles an hour. Not only are they fast, they are wide, 70 feet to be exact, and the drivers appreciate the luxury of choosing a variety of lines through the corners. Now, the sun is out today. The track will be a bit slicker than yesterday during happy hour. I'll be here to cover all the slight slipping and sliding at turns one and two of the California Speedway. At the exit to turn two, 3,100 feet of open asphalt to back straightaway before they come to the attention of turn three. Manning turn three for us here at MRN Radio this afternoon from Portland, Oregon. Paul Bartholomew. 
Thanks, Dave Moody. The back straightaway measuring 2,500 feet in length and the 70 feet wide, giving these Winston Cup drivers multiple lanes to choose from to make a pass before tangling with the 14 degrees of banking, which makes up turns three and four. Once in the corner, bottom line's the preferred line. However, if you're caught on the outside, there's ample racing room. Just a couple of taps on the brake pedal will set the car. If you're not fighting that arrow push, you can get right back into the gas pedal as there's a lot of runoff room out of turn four. Yesterday, we saw two cars find the turn four wall. Today, we'll sit back and see what happens. I'll have all the action at this end of the racetrack covered from my turn position high atop a billboard in turn three. A packed house here at the California Speedway on their feet, saluting the drivers as they come across the start-finish line, getting the signal of one to go before we get the Napa Auto Parts 500 underway. Today's broadcast of the Napa 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the California Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Now, once again, the Kitty Core has shown in qualifying, and it'll be the youngsters up front in row one, Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch in the Fords at the front of the pack, and Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson in row two, Jerry Nadeau and Michael Waltrip in row number three. 500 miles here in California, a long way. A lot of opportunity to get in trouble. A very raceable track, Joe, but as we've seen over the years, and we certainly saw it yesterday, if you overdrive this track, it will make you pay. You can get in trouble in a hurry, particularly in the turns. If you get up out of those two grooves and get in the marbles, you can slide easily into that wall, and that is always a hard hit. So those drivers will be trying to be patient in the early stages of the race. A lot of times, patience and racers just does not mix. We'll see how patient they can be in the opening stages of this race as the field now works behind the safety car coming off turn four into the trioval for the start of the Napa Auto Parts 500. Ryan Newman in a Ford, Kurt Busch in a Ford, ahead of Dale Jarrett in a Ford, and Jimmy Johnson in a Chevrolet. That's the way they're lined up on the front two rows as they come to the line for the start of the Napa Auto Parts 500. And at the top of the grandstand, honorary starter Dave Finley puts the green flag in the air, and we are underway at California. And on the break, Ryan Newman takes Takes the point. He'll lead the charge into turn one. First time into turn one. It is Ryan Newman by half a car length. Now Kurt Busch in second. Chops that down to even less. He's riding the bumper of Ryan Newman. Third spot is Dale Jarrett. Fourth is Jimmy Johnson. Fifth is Jerry Nadeau. Everybody for turns one and two cleanly. Everybody single file. At least your first ten car single file. It's Ryan Newman and Kurt Busch have broken away from Dale Jarrett by about ten car lengths. Kurt Busch has an idea of taking the lead down in turn number three. Down on the bottom as they hit turn four. Newman tries to slam the door but can't come down quick enough. Here comes Kurt Busch putting on the charge already. The battle for the lead as they come down a complete lap number one. Side by side up front. Across the stripe by inches. Kurt Busch, he'll take the lead now as they haul it off into turn one. A couple of fours going at it for the top spot at California Speedway. It's Busch down low. Ryan Newman up high. Busch may have had the lead momentarily but Ryan Newman working that middle groove. Powers off of turn two. Slides the tail just a little bit. He's got the lead ever so briefly down the back stretch. Kurt Busch not going to give it up. He's down on the bottom of the racetrack with Ryan Newman on the outside. They'll stay side by side as they race into turn number three. Dale Jarrett right behind him, about three car length. They're still side by side for the lead out of four. Good indication early on that you can run two abreast here at California. The outside lane with a little bit more horsepower as you keep the RPMs turned up. The inside line, the shorter way around. Outside line, the way to go right now. Ryan Newman has the point. Dale Jarrett follows him around to second place. There goes Dale Jarrett slotting into the second position. Drop kick, Kurt Busch back to third. Jimmy Johnson trying to make this a four-car party as there's a four-car breakaway away from Jerry Nadeau. 
in fifth. It's a tight pack up front, headed to turn three. Jimmy Johnson drops down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'd like that third place position now taken away from Kurt Busch. Still up front, it's Ryan Newman by two car lengths over Dale Jarrett. Then single file, Jimmy Johnson and Kurt Busch. Johnson made a power move to the inside of the track going into turn number three, picked up the third position. Now they come storming up off the corner. The battle's going to be back for the fifth spot. That's where Tony Stewart's on the move. He's got the Home Depot Pontiac hooked up on the inside of the track, picks up one spot. Michael Waltrip may go with him. Keeping an eye on Tony Stewart as they come into turn one. Michael Waltrip took a brief look to the inside, now backs up. Jerry Nadu hot on his heels. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is part of this mix, so to his Rusty Wallace. In the meantime, Dale Jarrett continues to chase down Ryan Newman for the lead. Ryan Newman by three car lengths over Dale Jarrett, then Jimmy Johnson back another three car lengths. Kurt Busch back about five car lengths, and then 15 car lengths back to that battle with Tony Stewart, Michael Waltrip, Jerry Nadeau, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Rusty Wallace. Good racing for fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth positions. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s on the hunt. He looks down to the inside now, trying to make some ground. He'll move underneath Jerry Nadeau at the exit of turn number four. Dale Earnhardt Jr. down to the inside will take the spot away as they hit turn one. Jr. will take the spot away, but Jerry Nadeau and Rusty Wallace have thoughts about counterattacking as Earnhardt Jr. washes up just ever so slightly through turns one and two, giving Rusty Wallace the good look to the inside. Wallace tries to pull him off down the back straightaway. Rusty Wallace's Ford is down on the bottom of the racetrack. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Chevrolet out on the outside. They'll stay side by side into turn number three. The Miller Lite Ford by about a half a car length over the Budweiser Chevrolet. Early problems for Ken Schrader. He started 23rd, was racing for his 16th when suddenly the M&M's Pontiac slowed. He's now on pit road, but the race is for the lead. Dale Jarrett has it, at least for now, Dan Hubbard. Dale Jarrett wants to show the youngsters how to get it done, but Ryan Newman takes his four deeper into turn one. He'll take the lead back from Dale Jarrett. Jimmy Johnson right there with the best seat of the house in third. Tight, tight, close one, racing off of turn two. Give the lead to Ryan Newman down the back straightaway. Dale Jarrett will fall right back in line, right behind Ryan Newman and just in front of Jimmy Johnson. Those three cars have broken away from the rest of the field. Kurt Busch now running in fourth, and he's going to have a battle with Tony Stewart here in another lap or two. Off turn four, the battle for the lead continues, and they are too wide once again. Dale Jarrett digging down low on the inside lane. He's got a little bit of drafting help from Jimmy Johnson. Ryan Newman left to his own devices on the outside, but he is running strong. Jarrett, though, will gun him down at the entrance to one. This time, Dale Jarrett has the lead, and he will make it stick all the way through turns one and two. Ryan Newman doing all he can, trying to defend his second spot. Looks like Jimmy Johnson will take it away. They're off of turn two, wheel to wheel. Those are the two rookie contenders, or two of the rookie contenders. They'll stay side by side with... Ryan Newman on the outside and Jimmy Johnson on the bottom of the racetrack. They're both trying to catch your race leader, Dale Jarrett. Meanwhile, Ken Schrader heads to the Winston Cup garage. Winston Kelly? Well, he had some kind of vibration in the motor. They're not sure exactly what it is. They're going to take it behind the wall, see if they can determine if it's a valve or something, possibly even they set a push rod. Not sure exactly what it is. We talked to Ken Schrader before the race. He said if we can just keep from getting bitten by this bad luck that we've had the last few weeks, we should have a good run, but not so today. Tough break. He had picked up about 12 positions in the first five laps of the race. Well, as we saw yesterday, Dave Moody, the guy who gets out front, runs away. That's what's happening now with Dale Jarrett. Jarrett has now got a nine-tenths of a second lead, but behind him, a wicked four-car battle for the second spot as they queue up behind him. Ryan Newman, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch, and now Tony Stewart tags in on the tail end of that pack. Stewart taking a look down to the inside, but can't find any room underneath Kurt Busch. Here they come to the start finish. 
baseline. Dale Jarrett continues to expand the lead. He's over one full second now as he storms it off into one. He continues to extend his lead into turn one. Then you get into that scramble from second on back. Ryan Newman has it. His mirror is filled with Jimmy Johnson in third. Fourth would be Kurt Busch. Tony Stewart looks at the outside of Kurt Busch in fifth position. Nothing doing now. Single file racing down the back straight. Tony Stewart looked like the man on the move just a couple of laps ago and now has settled in right behind the uh, Kurt Busch machine. They're all into turn number three. Second, third, fourth, and fifth. Newman leads that pack. He's got Jimmy Johnson on his heels looking for an opportunity. Here goes Johnson going to the inside of the track, trying to draw even with Ryan Newman, and he will. Across the line, Jimmy Johnson takes the second spot, but Newman pulls back even alongside as they go to turn one. We'll see if Ryan Newman is very comfortable in that middle groove. He has been in previous laps. He is wheel-to-wheel for the second spot with Jimmy Johnson. All the way around turns one and two. Johnson keeps it low. Newman keeps it high. They are still door-to-door headed to turn three. Third Bush with a great view of that back. He's right behind those and now drop down behind Jimmy Johnson as Johnson runs down to the inside of the racetrack. Tony Stewart will pull up alongside Kurt Busch, a four-car battle for second in the corners. Jimmy Johnson leading the charge down on that inside lane. Ryan Newman running the outside. Now Kurt Busch drops low. He's going to make it a three-wide sprint to the start-finish line. Ryan Newman, for the moment, will fend off those charges. He continues to run in the second spot. A full 1.6 seconds now behind the leader, Dale Jarrett. Early retiree from the event, Kenny Schrader in the M&M's machine. He's behind the wall, and Winston Kelly's with him. He's still sitting in the machine. Pete Wright's jacking the car up there, going to let it back down. Kenny, you told us before the race you'd have a good one if you could avoid the bad luck. Looks like it's happening again. What is it? I don't know. We're looking in the engine, and we've been blessed with our engines. We just don't have any problems with the, our Henrik engine program. But, uh, man, that's <laughs> 8 out of 10. The M&M's Pontiac's been good, but... Uh, we still don't have a finish to show for it, so we just got to keep digging. Last weekend, it was something very freak. Had some roll bar padding fell off and took, turned the ignition off. This weekend, something in the motor. And as he said, they hadn't had very many problems with the motor, but they are going to see if they can get him back out there. Now a problem for another Pontiac team. Bobby Labonte is on pit road. The interstate batteries machine pulls into his pit box, and they're under the hood on that car as well. Let's go there now. Well, the water temperature peg, they think they had a belt come up. Bobby's in right now. They've got a spare belt. There's about four crewmen going underneath the hood, but definitely a tough break for Bobby Labonte. Uh, Labonte is going to lose at least one, if not two, or even a handful of laps here. His hopes of victory taking a tough blow early here at the California Speedway in the early stages of the Napa Auto Parts 500. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. 
at the California Speedway, 15 laps into the Napa Auto Parts 500. Dave Moody along with Joe Moore. Dan Hubbard and Paul Bartholomew in the corners. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti down on what has been a very busy pit road here in the early stages of this race. A couple of guys having problems already. Ken Schrader has taken his car to the garage. Bobby Labonte still sits on pit road with a hood up on the Interstate Batteries Pontiac. Let's go back to Tony Rizzuti. Yeah, they've got about four or five replacement belts. They're underneath there. They can't seem to get one that uh, fit, but obviously not what Bobby Labonte wanted coming into this race. We've already seen three lead changes among three drivers. It was Ryan Newman starting on the bud pole. On the very first lap, Kurt Busch came by, took the top spot. Then it was Newman taking over again on lap two. Dale Jarrett took over on lap number three. And here at lap 16, it's still DJ now leading by nearly a full second. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. DJ leads the way. Michael Waltrip is second. Tony Stewart third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And Kurt Busch is fifth. Sixth is Rusty Wallace. Seventh is Jeff Gordon. Eighth, Jeremy Mayfield. Ninth, Ricky Craven. And tenth is Ryan Newman. Dale Earnhardt Jr. runs in 11th. Sterling Marlin, 12th. John Andretti is 13th. Joe Nemechek, 14th. Kevin Harvick is 15th. Matt Kenseth is 16th. 17th is Jerry Nadeau. 18th, Ward Burton. 19th is Kyle Petty. And 20th is Ricky Rudd. 21st is Mark Martin. Johnny Benson, 22nd. 23rd, Greg Biffle. 24th to Jeff Green. Bill Elliott is 25th. 26th is Dave Blaney. Jimmy Spencer shows 27th. 28th is Terry Labonte. Jeff Burton, 29th. Steve Grissom in 30th. 31st is Steve Park. Elliott Sadler, 32nd. 33rd to Hutch Strickland. Brett Bodine, 34th. 35th is Mike Skinner. 36th is Robbie Gordon. Stacy Compton, 37th. 38th is Bobby Hamilton. 39th to Rick Mast. Casey Atwood is 40th. 41st, Shauna Robinson. Bobby Labonte, who remains on pit road. He is 42nd. Kenny Schrader behind the wall in 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. The zone is now the battle for the lead. It works off turn two and down the long back straightaway. It is Michael Waltrip who went right around the outside of Dale Jarrett. He's leaving him behind, headed to turn three. It took Michael Waltrip about six laps to do so, but on the outside of the racetrack, he kept making Trouble in turn four. The caution flag is out for a car spinning down in turn number four. It is the first caution of the day. Shauna Robinson has slapped the outside retaining wall. There is some fire on the left rear corner of the BAM Dodge. Robinson now trying to refire the machine, does and has it back underway. The flames have extinguished. Moderate damage at the very least on the right rear corner of that Dodge for Shauna Robinson. So the first caution flag of the day comes out as it uh, apparently was a one-car incident there in turn four. Shauna Robinson turned her machine around, hit the outside retaining wall, and the field slows just after Michael Waltrip had taken over the top spot, becoming the fourth different leader of today's Napa Auto Parts 500. Michael Waltrip inherits the lead now with a strong outside move. And, Joe, we've seen a lot of that here in the early going. That high lane, certainly workable. Most of the lead changes we've seen here in the opening 19 laps have happened up in that high lane. Seemed like yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race, the Auto Club 300, the guys who could work the outside lane were the fast ones, but not everybody could get up there and move in that outside groove. Again, it's Michael Waltrip, Tony Stewart, Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Johnson, and Kurt Busch, the top five under caution at lap 19. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 in Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Crouch in your hand, not to stop me, yeah! Not a chair, quickie stand, don't even mention repair. Crouch 
outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Green flag waving again here at the California Speedway as Jimmy Johnson leads the field up into turn one. It is Jimmy Johnson showing the way with Bobby Labonte in the second spot. Rusty Wallace making it a very close third. Ricky Craven is in fourth. However, he goes a little bit high. Kevin Harvick looks to his inside, trying to steal away the fourth position from Craven. Out on the outside, Bobby Labonte trying to get one of his laps back as he had a little problem earlier. It's Jimmy Johnson and then the lap car of Bobby Labonte before Rusty Wallace, Ricky Craven, and Kevin Harvick. Craven working hard in that outside lane and making some great ground. Picked up six or eight spots on the pit stop series by taking on only two tires. And now he's got uh, an eye on the lead. He surges around the lap car of Bobby Labonte right onto the rear deck of Jimmy Johnson now. Ricky Craven on the march in turn one. He is all over the rear deck of Jimmy Johnson. Johnson tries to hug it down low. Now his Chevy washes up just a little bit. Ricky Craven prefers that higher groove. Rusty Wallace sneaks down to the inside. He's challenging Ricky Craven for the second spot. Rusty down on the bottom and Ricky Craven out on the outside. Those two Fords will battle. Ricky Craven has been using the outside line in three and four. Jimmy Johnson down on the bottom of the racetrack and Ricky Craven up high. Craven wants to challenge to the lead. Craven looks to the outside lane for a chance to come up and take the top spot from Jimmy Johnson. Meanwhile, the front five or six cars steamed by Bobby Labonte, who is now seven laps down. Jimmy Johnson leads across the stripe. Ricky Craven is second. Race is now for third as they head to turn one. It's Pontiac versus Ford for that third position. Tony Stewart down low in the Home Depot Pontiac gets the brief advantage over Rusty Wallace in the Miller Lite Ford. Wallace flies a little bit high. Michael Waltrip joining this mix. So too is Kirk Bush. They're headed to turn three. Michael Waltrip gets around the lapped car of Bobby Labonte and Labonte will fall back in line. Up front, Jimmy Johnson has increased his lead to about 10 car lengths. The battle's off for second. Stewart down on the bottom and Craven up top. Tony Stewart hugging the white line at the bottom of the speedway, trying to dig a hole underneath Ricky Craven. But Craven, though, with the momentum in that outside lane, will hold him off at the start-finish line. So Craven second, Tony Stewart third, Rusty Wallace now running in fourth, feeling the heat from Michael Waltrip to one. He, Rusty Wallace takes a brief look into his rearview mirror as he goes into turn one. Michael Waltrip hugs it down low. Now this is uh, atypical of Waltrip. He was riding that higher groove in the area lap. He will go side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel, and Rusty Wallace back down the back of the way. Michael Waltrip looking for a little help from Kurt Busch back there. He won't get it. They'll have to fall back in line behind Rusty Wallace. Wallace way down. Two tires on the white line. Waltrip will follow in his tire track. Now here's the race for the second spot. Tony Stewart on the move, diving underneath Ricky Craven. They go at it off turn number four while everyone else falls back in line. Single file. Advantage Craven at the line. Tony Stewart now looks to see whether he can pull back down low and challenge again in turn one. Tony Stewart beats Ricky Craven into the corner. Craven backs off just a little bit. So give the second spot to Tony Stewart as Craven tries to counterattack way, way high outside. Getting within a foot of the wall. Craven still holds on to the third position. Boy, Tony Stewart's been strong all day and now he's going to have to try to chase down your race leader in the low Chevrolet. It's Jimmy Johnson. 15 car lengths. Tony Stewart's going to try a little bit higher line for three and four this time. Stewart now with a second position, but he's got some work to do to try and run down the leader as Jimmy Johnson continues to run alone at the front of the pack. Let's go to the garage area now, Tony Rizzuti. We've caught up with Shauna Robinson, heavy damage to the uh, right side of the car. Did you have any warning that the car might get away? Yeah, about every lap before that. (laughs) No, actually the first five, six laps it was fine. Felt like it was going to be pretty good, and as soon as the heat built up in the tires and tire pressure came up, it just didn't stay with me. just felt like ice, and I told him I, I... 
I'm trying, but I, I can't even drive it through the corners at all. Everybody was struggling a little, but it just got worse, and then I just had no control. So the crew going to work on the car. They still haven't made a decision whether they're going to try to get it back out on the track or not. Shawnee just says, no, they're done for the day. So Shauna Robinson, the first out here this afternoon. Shauna Robinson back there in the Winston Cup garage. Also Ken Schrader with early race problems. Uh, he only ran four laps here this afternoon. We told you about Bobby Labonte's troubles. He is some seven laps down. Now under that pit stop when the first caution flag came out for Shauna's crash, some of the teams decided to just go with two tires. And that, of course, has affected the track position. Let's take a little survey and see what some of the guys did. Jim Phillips? Well, Jimmy Johnson did, Joe, uh, down on this end of the pit lane. Uh, Tony Stewart, uh, crew, had a great pit stop. He took four. Uh, there was two pit stops for Ryan Newman. They tried. They were going to do the two-tire stop, but they didn't get enough fuel in the car on the first round, so he had to come back in. So he had to make two pit stops, and that put him at the back of the field. Some different variations down here on this end. What about some of the guys in your area, Winston Kelly? Well, the guys that went out first were Rusty Wallace and uh, Kevin Harvick along with Ricky Craven. All three of those teams got two tires on their machine, so they did get good track position and pretty much holding their own right now. We mentioned that Casey Atwood had a little bit of a problem on his first stop. They had, uh, they've got an exhaust that's rattling, so they were up underneath the right side of the car trying to determine exactly what it was, brought him back down pit road the next time around and made a wedge adjustment on his car. So Casey Atwood still with a bit of a problem on his machine after starting that brand-new car in 12th position. Tony Rizzuti, Dave Blaney made up a lot of ground on that pit stop, a two-tire change for that team as well. Well, we kind of missed that one because of what was going on with Shauna. The, the funny thing that happened down on my end of pit road was Stacy Compton. They had been fighting an electrical problem early on in the race. Stacy had to switch over to the second box. They were very loose. They've got a celebrity crew chief this week, Vanna White. Vanna said, well, why don't we lead a lap? Wouldn't that be fun since we have to make all these changes anyway? That's exactly what they did. They got their five points, came back in and made the adjustments. To be on the next pit stop, they can buy a vowel. <laughs> I'll bet that would work. Jimmy Johnson is the race leader by one and a half seconds over Tony Stewart, the second-place guy. He finally got rid of Ricky Craven. Craven now under attack from Rusty Wallace, who's trying to move to the inside of him. Kurt Busch is also in that pack as they head down to the line. We've completed 31 of 250 laps, making up the Napa 500. At the California Speedway, Jimmy Johnson comes down to the line, completing lap number 36 of the 250 that make up the total distance in the Napa Auto Parts 500. His lead now 1.3 seconds over Tony Stewart. He's got about a second over Rusty Wallace, the new third-place man. Kurt Busch is fourth. Fifth is Ricky Craven. Sixth now, Dale Jarrett. Michael Waltrip is seventh. Dave Blaney only made a two-tire stop, as we kind of speculated there. He's running the eighth position. Sterling Marlin ninth, and Jeff Gordon is tenth. I don't guess you would think it's unusual, Dave uh, Moody, the fact that uh, some of these guys are playing uh, some pit road roulette down there early in this race today, taking on two tires, uh, coming in for extra splashes of gas because of the history of this race. Well, we have seen over the years, Joe, that you don't necessarily need four tires to run at the front or even to pass cars. So if you started back in the 20th or 30th uh, position, somewhere in that area, take a couple of tires instead of four, you can gain half of that and then race for the other half. A couple of guys who are not doing that well here today. Casey Atwood, he's struggling near the rear of the pack. He's back in the 39th position. Elliot Sadler had an extended stay on pit road. He came out in the 36th spot, has not picked up any ground since that time. Leaders continue to circulate around this California Speedway. Jimmy Johnson continues to pull away. And I guess the closest racing is just about uh, back in about the 18th position, a three-way battle, which is heading now to turn three. John Andretti down on the 
the bottom. They'll split. He will split uh, Ward Burton with Kevin Harvick. So Andretti will pick up that position. Burton and Harvick still side by side. John Andretti takes over the number 17 position. Ward Burton try to put the squeeze on Kevin Harvick as Harvick makes some advances in the outside lane. Now diving down low. Another opportunity. And Jeremy Mayfield will take it three wide to the bottom. He looks to make a move. This is about a five-car mix as Jeremy Mayfield leads it into turn one. It'll be Ward Burton behind him, but up high. Jerry Hayden puts a couple of tires on the wide line. Right behind him is Jimmy Spencer, Kevin Harvick, and Mark Martin. Six-car fight. Now they go out in single file down the back stretch. They'll stay single file as they work their way down the 2,500-foot back stretch. Usually somebody steps out of line. Kevin Harvick almost did. He'll fall back in line. Out of the outside, it's going to be Jerry Nadeau. He'll open the door for Jimmy Spencer. But 15 cars have settled down. The good racing is from the 16th position on back. Jeremy Mayfield leads that pack up off turn four. Back to the start-finish line. He's broken away somewhat. Now Ward Burton as well, the 17th place car. The race is now for the 18th position in turn one. Coming into turn one is Jerry Nadeau and Jimmy Spencer. They are door-to-door all the way around turns one and two. Spencer showing the good handling down in the bottom. Nadeau trying to make it work up top. But Spencer shuts the door and shuts it a little bit early. Close moment there between Spencer and Jerry Nadeau. They're off of turn two. Nadeau will tuck his bumper right behind the target car of Jimmy Spencer. Spencer down on the bottom of the racetrack. Jerry Nadeau up about one and a half rooms and now gets down onto the bottom of the racetrack, but he's about three car lengths behind Jimmy Spencer. Well, Jimmy Spencer wins that battle, at least for the moment, a bit closer to the front. The third place tussle has warmed up again. Rusty Wallace continues to run in third, but he's got some company on his back bumper. Kurt Busch looking to the inside off turn number two, midway down the back straightaway there, side by side. Kurt Busch on the inside and Rusty Wallace on the outside. Those two running about five car lengths behind Tony Stewart who runs in second. Kurt Busch about a half a car length lead over Rusty Wallace, but Rusty fights back on the outside. A little further back, the race for the eighth position is heating up. Sterling Marlin, who started 25th today, is about to overtake Dave Blaney, who made that two-tire stop. Again, this is a race for the eighth position. Here comes Marlin now, diving to the inside of the track on the front straightaway, trying to pull even with Dave Blaney, but Dan Hubbard not able to do it yet. Well, Sterling Marlin does back off just a little bit, about a half car length off the rear deck of David Blaney having a pretty good run today. Meanwhile, that battle for second heats up again. This time it's Rusty Wallace to the inside of Kurt Busch as they make their way to turn three. Kurt Busch shuts the door there and leads by about three car lengths. Fourth position now goes down to uh, Ricky Craven. Then Dale Jarrett rounding out that field. Michael Waltrip running all by himself. And then the Sterling Marlin car you were talking about moments ago. That Kurt Busch, Rusty Wallace battle, a good indication of what we talked about in pre-race, Joe. The the youth against the veterans. Rusty Wallace cautiously aggressive right now. If uh, Busch gets a little wide going into the corners, drives it in a little bit too deep and opens the door, Rusty's more than happy to stick a toe in there and try and make it underneath Kurt Busch. But if the opportunity isn't there, the old veteran is not about to abuse his car early on. He wants to save the car. He wants to win in the worst kind of way because his last win came last year in this event. He's had a couple of close calls towards the end of last year in the first part of this season. Things just continue to go wrong for Rusty Wallace, and yeah, he's hungry to go back to the winner's circle. Of course, Rusty's got quite a streak going. He's won a race in the last 16 consecutive seasons. He's the only man among the top five in points right now not to have won a race yet, but the way he's been running this year and the consistency that that team has had, it can't be long before he, they put the Miller Lite Ford in victory lane. He's running now in the fourth position, starting to heat up just behind him now, the race for fifth up in turn one. That would be Ricky Craven is up high with Dale Jarrett down low. I don't know if Dale Jarrett... Oh, Craven shot about two or three feet to the right. He caught it, but before racing Dale Jarrett for fifth, boy, that was a close moment. It's getting slick up here. It turns one and two. Ricky Craven keeps the the car on the outside. 
And Dale Jarrett will fall right back in line, right behind him. So that battle goes away momentarily, and now we'll heat up again as Craven goes high in turn three. Kurt Busch diving to the inside on Tony Stewart now as they'll go to the war go to war for the runner-up position. It is Bush down low in the Ford. Stewart topside in the Pontiac. Tony Stewart with the momentum will win the drag race to the start-finish line, but it's not over yet in one. Stewart had been riding by himself comfortably in the second spot. Now Kurt Busch knocks on the door. Kurt Busch keeping his Ford down low, trying to throw off the pass as he comes off. He will be able to, and he makes a stick. Gives second spot to Kurt Busch. Tony Stewart down to third. Busch will let his car slide to the outside retaining wall right in front of Tony Stewart about four car lengths in front of Rusty Wallace. Ricky Craven is still there as is Dale Jarrett. Jarrett down on the bottom of the racetrack and Craven continues to run that high line. Early in the running of the Napa Auto Parts 544 of 250 laps complete. Jimmy Johnson's lead is now two seconds. Let's pick up a race on the back straightaway now going on for the fourth position. Dale Jarrett and Tony Stewart are dead even. Dale Jarrett's been on the move the last about four laps. Joe Moore and he is in the inside of Tony Stewart right now. The Ford and the Pontiac continue to battle side by side, but Jarrett's just a bit quicker. That's the battle for fourth and fifth position right now, and it's going to become a three-man dance here momentarily as Ricky Craven has got the tied Ford right on the back bumper of Tony Stewart's Pontiac. As they come to the start-finish line, it's Jarrett by a nose for fourth, Tony Stewart fifth, Ricky Craven sixth to turn one. It's interesting to watch these three drivers. Normally they enter the corner single file, but as soon as they hit it, they all fan out and choose their own individual line. Right now, this fight for fourth is real to real still as they come off the turn two. Tony Stewart, Dale Jarrett, Ricky Craven right there in the mix. Yeah, Dale Jarrett still on the bottom of the racetrack and Tony Stewart still on the outside now getting a little bit of help from Ricky Craven. Craven trying to give him that big push to move him by the UPS Ford. Tony Stewart by one car length. Stewart still working the outside lane. It's working for him. Also for Ricky Craven who follows his tire tracks off turn four. DJ on the inside of the track wanting to come up a little bit, but Tony Stewart occupies that lane. And race continues. Still side by side. It's been going on for three laps now. Here they come back into turn one. It's Dale Jarrett down low. Tony Stewart tries to carry a lot of momentum into the corner, so for the moment he has the fourth place position. How how long can he hang on to it? Here comes Dale Jarrett down to the bottom of the racetrack. Coming back there still door to door off the corner. Yeah, throw in Sterling Marlin into that mix as he's trying to make it a four-car battle for that position. Dale Jarrett still down on the bottom of the racetrack. He and Tony Stewart now working their third lap in a row side by side. Stewart still getting a little help from Ricky Craven. Craven goes now even higher. That is, for all intents and purposes, a three-wide battle for the moment. Craven now will fall back in behind Tony Stewart as they race down to the line. Once again, Dale Jarrett wins that battle for fourth place. Jimmy Johnson continues to show the way over Kurt Busch, Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, and Sterling Marlin. Tony Stewart right now rides in sixth. Seventh is Ricky Craven. Michael Waltrip is eighth. Jeff Gordon has made his way to ninth. And Dave Blaney now cracks the Jasper engines and transmissions Ford into the top ten. Here from our pit reporters a few moments ago, the fact that we should see some pit stops coming up the next five to ten laps. A couple of guys coming in now. Greg Biffle is in, making a stop here on lap number 59. Also, Rick Mast comes in at the far end of pit lane to make his stop for service here a little bit on the early side of when everyone else should be coming in once again. Jimmy Johnson's lead, 2.2 seconds. It's about what it's been for the last ten laps or so. It's stabilized somewhat. One of the movers in the top ten, Jeff Gordon, finally got by Dave Blaney. Bill Elliott has also moved up. Gordon has taken the ninth position. 
position, and Bill Elliott has taken the 10th spot, and Sterling Marlin has also broken into the top five. Matter of fact, before pit stops, let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard and show you where they're running before they come in and mix it all up once again. Jimmy Johnson leads. Kurt Busch is second. Rusty Wallace runs in third. Fourth now, Sterling Marlin. And fifth is Dale Jarrett. In sixth is Tony Stewart. Seventh is Ricky Craven. Eighth is Michael Waltrip. Ninth is Jeff Gordon. And tenth is Bill Elliott. Dave Blaney runs 11th. Ricky Rudd is 12th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 13th. John Andretti is 14th. And Matt Kenseth runs in 15th. 16th is Mark Martin. 17th, Jeremy Mayfield. Ryan Newman runs 18th. Jeff Green is 19th. Jimmy Spencer is up to 20th. 21st right now is Kyle Petty. Hub Strickland 22nd. 23rd to Terry Labonte. Ward Burton is 24th. Jeff Burton in 25th. Stacy Compton shows 26th. 27th is Joe Nemechek. Jerry Nadeau 28th. 29th, Steve Park. And Mike Skinner is 30th. 31st to Steve Grissom. Brett Bodine is 32nd. Kevin Harvick, 33rd. 34th to Johnny Benson. Elliot Sadler, 35th. 36th is Casey Atwood. 37th, Bobby Hamilton. Robbie Gordon, 38th. Greg Biffle, 39th. Rick Mast is 40th. 41st to Bobby Labonte, who is now seven laps down to the field after problems early. Shauna Robinson behind the wall in 42nd. Kenny Schrader, who completed just four laps this afternoon, being shown in 43rd. That's the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Spider-Man has made his stop already. Robbie Gordon came in carrying the uh, Spider-Man logo here this weekend and a a photo of Spider-Man on the singular wireless Chevrolet. He made his stop on lap number 62. We're standing by. Matter of fact, here comes another one of the machines dropping off the banking of turn number four. Elliot Sadler will come in and get service on his machine here on lap number 63. Sterling Marlin continues to close in. He started back a little ways, picking up more and more steam as we go along. You know, those guys are looking for an opportunity to make a stop real soon, and a few others out there struggling with their cars in this stage of the race. Joe, this may not be a scheduled stop for Elliot Sadler. There is smoke off the back end of that Ford, and he may have a problem with the left rear tire. He pulls into his pit stall in front of Jim Phillips. Well, that's a good observation, Dave Lee, because he does have the left rear tire flat, but he's had a ton of handling problems. But quote the driver a while ago, he said the car is loose as hell. Then they made an adjustment on the track bar just a while ago, but he's lucky that this is going to be close to pit stop sequence, so I won't hurt him all that bad. Indeed, uh, probably two or three, maybe four laps earlier than he would have come in otherwise. So Elliott Sadler will get that uh, new left rear tire installed, and he'll be back out onto the speedway, and hopefully he can get right back into the cycle with everybody else. Field continues to circulate here, still waiting to see when some of the leaders will come off the pit, uh, off the racetrack, that is, onto the pit lane and make their stops. Here's Dale Jarrett crossing the start-finish line as he looks back, now putting a lap on Bobby Hamilton. Hamilton not having a very good day here in the Snyder Electric Machine, going down a lap early in the uh, early stages of this race. Also other cars uh, coming off the corner. Here comes John Andretti, the Cheerios Dodge. He'll come in and make his stop at lap number 65, a little bit earlier than some of the other machines. Let's follow Andretti's stop now as he comes down the pit lane and pulls into his pit box. And the crew's going to go to work on the right side of his machine. John Andretti's been just a little bit loose. They're going to change the right side tires first. Archie Kennedy now dropping the jack, wheeling around to the left side of the car. Chris Garner and Joe Zanelli changing the left side tires now. Second can of 76 fuel going in as the pit board going out as John Andretti pulls away. The pit board out for Kevin Harvey. Bruce working on the right side of the car. Now they're going to wheel around to the left side. It's going to be a four-tire stop. 
They, too, have been extremely loose. Here comes Casey Atwood bringing his dog down. They're going to unhook the track bar and pull a couple of rubbers out of the machine as they've been extremely loose as Kevin Harvick is down and away. Now cars in front of Jim Phillips. We've got uh, Jimmy Johnson in down here. Weston are changing four tires on his machine. Also in is Tony Stewart. Four-tire stop for Tony Stewart. He said his car would not, did not want to turn like he wanted it to, meaning it was tight. Just down and away, 14-9 on his stop. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is right behind him. The lap count is 67 with Jerry Nadeau pulling into his pit. Let's go down to Tony Rizzuti. More cars pitting at his end of pit road. Mike Skinner in. Four tires for him. Also four tires for Joe Nemechek. Four for Stacey Compton. Here comes Ricky Rudd. He hits the marks. The crew go around to the right side. Two pumps of the jack and right side tires are in. First can of 76 racing fuel in for Ricky Rudd. He's had a good run up in the 12th position most of the day. Four tires for him as more cars head towards Jim Phillips. And Jeff Gordon is in right now, Tony. And here comes Jeremy Mayfield sliding into his pit. Right side tires going to the machine. Dale Jarrett is leaving his pit, and I think Rusty Wallace pitted in front of Winston Kelly. He did. He got four tires in fuel. Same thing for the Ricky Craven car. Four tires in 76 racing fuel. Both of those machines, good pit stops. Under 15 seconds for Ricky Craven. It's going to be a chassis adjustment for Steve Park on his Chevrolet. The crew working on the left side of his car right now as Jimmy Spencer's target Dodge pulls away. He, too, with four tires and gasoline. Kurt Busch has inherited the lead after this round of pit stops. Busch has not yet come to pit road. We expect him to do so momentarily. Still more cars coming for service. Kyle Petty coming in. Jeff Green is on pit road as well. Michael Waltrip, who had been running second to Kurt Busch, decides now would be a good time to bring the Napa Chevrolet to the attention of his crew. So green flag pit stops underway here around lap number 69. Still Kurt Busch shows the way. Back at California Speedway, and a new name sits atop the leaderboard in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Kurt Busch has erased the deficit, overtaken Jimmy Johnson for the lead, coming off turn four a lap ago. Busch the new leader, Johnson now second, Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, and Dale Jarrett the top five. And Kurt Busch working his way through the field, now getting ready to put a lap on Steve Park in the Penzoil Chevrolet. They come off turn number four, inside lane wide open for Busch. He slams it to the bottom of the track, picks off the spot, and is starting to pull away from second place Jimmy Johnson as they go to one. Kurt Busch, the kid who finished third last week at Talladega, is now leading in California. Jimmy Johnson not negotiating the slower traffic as well as Kurt Busch did on the last couple of laps. But now Johnson has gotten around Kevin Harvick, and Johnson will have to get around Steve Park as well if he's going to catch Kurt Busch. Jimmy Johnson has pulled up right on the rear deck lid of the Steve Park machine. Park will dive down to the bottom of the racetrack and open the outside lane for Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy is disposed of Steve Park. He sets his sights on Kurt Busch. Into turn number three, they continue to battle. Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace as they work off the banking, head for the start-finish line once again. They put a lap on some cars that Kurt, uh, that uh, I don't believe Joe expected to be down this early. Kevin Harvick, Greg Biffle, Johnny Benson, all a lap down, and we're still early on in this 500-mile affair. And some of those guys were very good in qualifying the other day, good in practice in the happy hour session here on Saturday, and here they are, just 76 laps into the 250 to make up the total distance today, already a lap down. So they'll be digging hard to catch back up with the front runners. Here comes Kurt Busch across the line. He's completed 80 of the 250 laps. 
and starts pulling away from second place Jimmy Johnson. Right now working some heavy traffic in turns one and two. It is heavy traffic, but Kurt Busch is handling so well. He should handle that traffic. Jimmy Johnson is about 15, 16 car lengths back. Best battle is from third on back. That's with Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, and Tony Stewart is also part of that mix. They make their way down the backstretch single file. Uh, these guys have been battling the entire afternoon for third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. It's Sterling Marlin in third. Then Rusty Wallace is fourth. Dale Jarrett fifth. Tony Stewart is sixth. Stewart on the outside of Dale Jarrett. Tony climbs the banking, wants a look at the outside of the Dale Jarrett machine, but Jarrett slides up toward the outside wall at the exit of turn four. We'll hold off Tony Stewart at least for the moment. That's a good two-car battle. Dale Jarrett riding in fifth. Tony Stewart in the number six position. One of the tactics the drivers try in the corners here is try to take the air off the rear spoiler of the car in front. You can shake him loose through pure aerodynamics. That's what Stewart has been trying to do to Dale Jarrett, but so far it has not worked. Jarrett hangs on to fifth. Tony Stewart in sixth. Tony Stewart right on the rear deck lid of Dale Jarrett as they race down the back straightaway. Those cars some four car lengths behind Rusty Wallace, who's about three car lengths behind Sterling Marlin. Marlin way up the banking and Rusty Wallace down on the bottom. Here's Tony Stewart now trying to drive his machine to the high side of the banking and challenge Dale Jarrett. Coming up off the corner again, Jarrett slides right up against the outside retaining wall. Stewart falls back in line behind him. We're talking about some battles going on back behind the race leader because they're so far back. Kurt Busch has now built up a two-second lead over Jimmy Johnson with Sterling Marlin third and this fourth place battle again up in turn two. There's a three-car fight now for the third position. Sterling Marlin goes way up high through turns one and two. He brings Rusty Wallace and Sterling Marlin with him, single file headed to turn three. They're all on the outside as they try to get by the slower Mike Skinner machine. Right now, Skinner down on the inside of Rusty Wallace. He'll clear Mike Skinner. Dale Jarrett up high. He'll get by Mike Skinner. Tony Stewart still needs to. Stewart just kind of lying in wait back there to see how that uh, Dale Jarrett battle uh, sugars off. Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, Tony Stewart all battling in there. Stewart now will go to the outside of the Mike Skinner car and move past him down the front straightaway and into turn one. These three or four cars stretch out on the straightaways, but they tighten up in the corners because of the different choices of lines that they have. Again, Sterling Marlin goes so high, it allows Rusty Wallace to close the gap. Dale Jarrett as well. They're still single file down the back stretch. Tony Stewart has gotten by the Mike Skinner machine and now sets his sights on Dale Jarrett for that sixth position or check that for that fifth position. Dale Jarrett about four car lengths behind Rusty Wallace who's still trying to catch Sterling Marlin. Kurt Busch continues pulling away from the field. That lead we told you just a moment ago was three seconds. It's now 4.2 seconds. That's how fast he is here in the early stages of the Napa Auto Parts 500. Jimmy Johnson hangs on to the second spot. Sterling Marlin is third. Dale Jarrett has just taken over the fourth spot. Rusty Wallace now runs in the fifth position. Dave Blaney having a good day. He's just jumped up to the twelfth position. Also further back, uh, checking a couple of drivers. Jeff Green doing quite well. Still on the lead lap. He's running in the eighteenth position. And Stacy Compton also on the lead lap. He's now in the twentieth spot. Well, it's springtime, and we're racing along at full speed here in California. Tom Johnson Camping Center is on a roll with a gigantic spring promotion, and it's going to end soon, so don't miss out. For a limited time, you can receive up to $20,000 in factory-authorized rebates on a huge selection of high-line diesel pusher American Coach Motorhomes. Tom Johnson Camping Centers are located in Marion at the entrance to the Blue Ridge Mountains or in Charlotte next to Lowe's Motor Speedway. 
Visit them on the web at TomJohnsonCamping.com. Tom Johnson Camping Center, the only way to go. Though we had a good battle shaping up for the 13th spot for a few moments there. Dale Earnhardt Jr. had it. Ricky Rudd was chasing him, but Ricky just drove right on by the Budweiser Chevrolet and picked up the 13th position. Dale Jr. falls in line behind the lapped car of Bobby Labonte. D, uh, Dale Jr. not having a very good day here today in the early stages of this race. Let's check in on Pit Road. And one of the big reasons why, Joe, is his car does not want to turn well in the corners, meaning the, the old phrase, it's tight. He tries to steer it down in there and it just will not stay on the bottom, and then he has to stay out of the throttle so long, people go by him. So in a situation like this, you just have to wait until the next pit stop. Be as patient as you can. You know that's got to be hard to do for a race car driver. Uh, he's having a tough day, and I'll tell you, Kurt Busch is making it a miserable day for a lot of drivers. He has just put a lap on Stacy Compton. He goes to the high side on Kyle Petty. Jeff Burton has gone a lap down now. They've struggled all weekend. Jerry Nadeau loses a lap. Hutch Strickland, Robbie Gordon, Steve Park. Right now, the leader setting a blistering pace, and it's costing a lot of people a spot in the lead lap. He's up to nearly six seconds now over Jimmy Johnson. Back downstairs. Joe, you mentioned the good run that Dave Blaney has had. Let's talk to crew chief Ryan Pemberton. Ryan, you're one of the few teams that tried the two-tire stop and the four. Is two tires the way to go today? Can that happen? Well, two tires is what we need to do to get a little track position. We we felt like we're pretty good, and uh, we just need to get some track position, feel that uh, two tires out early in the race so we know what to do for later on. How about Dave? What's he saying about the car right now? Well, we've been a little tight, been a little loose. Uh, I think we kind of found a sweet spot right now. Uh, we need to pick it up about another tenth and a half or so to be uh, competitive with that 97 car, but uh, everything's looking pretty good right now. So Dave Blaney having a very good run, currently listed in 11th. That's Ryan Pemberton, his crew chief. Here's Jimmy Spencer coming in to make a stop at lap number 91. Let's go to Winston Kelly. It's a little bit earlier than we might have anticipated, but they're extremely loose in the target dodge. The crew now working on the left side of the car. Drops the jack. A good stop. 15.9 seconds. And a wedge adjustment trying to tighten things up. As they have been extremely loose this last segment, they were tight the one before. Well, if it's loose for Jimmy Spencer, it's got to be undrivable for mortal men because he's been known to hang it out there and like it. So if that car's loose for Jimmy, it's about time he gets it fixed. Usually that's his kind of driving, almost dirt tracking around racetracks. So, yeah, it must be uh, pretty tough out there on him as he comes in and makes a stop. He was running in the 34th position, one lap down. Matter of fact, just about everybody is uh, losing ground to Kurt Busch as he continues to circulate under the green flag. We're showing now 19 cars that are still in the lead lap. Matt Kenseth is the last of those. And he may not last long with the uh, pace that Kurt Busch is setting. He has just run away from the field, kissing everybody goodbye. 6.2 seconds now, the lead for Kurt Busch over Jimmy Johnson, who looked like the dominant car of this event early on. But Kurt Busch right now showing the strength of that machine. After his win at uh, the Bristol Motor Speedway earlier this year, I guess everybody said, okay, he could, he could win on a short track. He's okay there. Did pretty good at Talladega with a third-place finish. They said, well, maybe on the Super Speedway he's good too. But I think when you show what you can do on a racetrack like this, that really says something about how good a race car driver you are, how good your race team is. And that's the case for Kurt Busch at this stage of the race today, dominating the early stages of the Napa Auto Parts 500 as his lead is now nearly six and a half seconds over the rest of the field. Kurt Busch continues to pad the lead. 6.8 seconds now, the advantage over Jimmy Johnson. Sterling Marlin riding in the number three position. Dale Jarrett is fourth. Rusty Wallace is fifth, but... 
Well, right now, Joe, Kurt Busch looks untouchable in that Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. If they can just keep the handle on that car, keep the balance like it is right now the rest of the day, but that's liable not to be the case. Here's some other drivers coming in to make pit stops here at lap 104, another one of the Roush machines. Greg Biffle comes in, also the car of Stacey Compton in in front of Tony Rizzuti. Four tires for Greg Biffle. Little problem on the right rear now. They're packing the car with fuel, but problem with the right rear for Greg Biffle. Stacy Compton also in fires in 76 racing fuel. Jim Phillips reported about lap 110 is when we should see the first uh, part of green flag pit stops again. It's about five laps from now, and here comes more cars peeling off the banking. Looks like Rick Mast coming in to make a stop as he rolls off the banking of turn number four, comes in along with uh, the car of Mike Skinner, the Kodak Chevrolet, coming in to make their stops. Let's go back to Tony Rizzuti. Right side tires for Rick Mast, also right side tires for Mike Skinner at this stage of the game. Be curious to see if either of these teams decide to go for two for track position. Nope, it'll be four tires all the way around for the cars of Rick Mast and Mike Skinner. They complete their pit stops, and we'll get back out into circulation as we work lap 106. Another two or three laps, we should see just about all the leaders heading down onto pit road. And the big question is, can anybody make up any ground on pit road? They certainly haven't been able to make up any on Bush on the actual racetrack. He's got a huge lead right now. Yeah, it's going to fall into their hands once they come in and make these stops. Jeff Gordon has not been saying a lot here today, but suddenly he's going to work Dan Hubbard. He's chasing down Ricky Craven. Closing in on Ricky Craven. It was about four car lengths, and then it went down to three. Now he's making about one and a half as Gordon and Craven and Michael Waltrip all work in that higher groove. It's Gordon still chasing Craven down the back stretch. Yeah, he turns three and four. Jeff Gordon's been trying a couple of different lines to try to catch the Ricky Craven Ford. He's caught him now. Gordon down below Ricky Craven as Craven way high on the banking, and now Gordon will go up with him. Jeff Gordon has flirted with the top ten all afternoon long. I believe he's been in tenth place a couple of times, but really has not been able to get any higher than that. Ricky Craven, on the other hand, ran among the top five for most of the day. He's backslid a little bit now. He's got some company from Jeff Gordon as they storm off into turn one. Again, Craven opens it up just a little bit on Jeff Gordon down the straightaway to about four car length. But once they hit the corner, Craven goes high. This time, Gordon tries the middle group down to the inside. Still not close enough to make a pass. Their nose to tail off of turn two. Jeff Gordon wasn't able to pick up any ground last time by as they race down the back straightaway. We'll see if he takes a different line into three this time to try to catch Craven. Craven once again way up high in the banking and Jeff Gordon up there also still about four car lengths back. Those cars remain single file separated by several car lengths. The front part of the field passes the start finish line once again. So another uh, a couple of laps, I suppose, before they come in and make their stops. Meanwhile, an additional stop for Stacy Compton. He is back in and they're under the hood. Tony? Well, they had an electrical problem early on in the race, but when they switched over to the second box, it took care of it. Well, those gremlins have come back, so they're going over to the hood. They've checked in the back to make sure the battery's connected. That's all fine. Anytime you get an electrical gremlin, you're not sure where it's coming from, and this team right now, not sure what the problem is on the Conseco Pontiac. Stacy Compton now being scored six laps down in 40th position. It'll be a tough afternoon for the Conseco Pontiac team, and it looks now like they may push that car off behind pit wall. Here's Casey Atwood coming in, the Sirius Satellite Dodge. He'll make his stop at lap number 109. He was running back in the 35th position when he came in to make the stop. He rolls down the pit lane. Other cars slowing up in turn number four, appearing to be 
making their move onto the pit lane. Instead, they will stay out and continue to circulate, but we'll be seeing some stops coming up very shortly. Kurt Busch, the race leader, now by 6.7 seconds, the margin over Jimmy Johnson. Sterling Marlin is running in third. Dale Jarrett, fourth, and Rusty Wallace in the fifth position. Jim Phillips, as we get ready to see these uh, next round of stops take place, if you got a car as good as somebody like Kurt Busch up there, what kind of changes do you make or you to even touch it? Uh, I think right now the subtle changes, Joe, maybe just very little air pressure changes. And he's going to force these guys behind him to take four tires whether they want to or not because they're not, not going to run Kurt Busch down with the lead he's got on with taking just two tires because he's going to have extra time to take his four. So he's going to force people to do what they don't want to do at this stage in the race. Tough to make up ground when the guy in front of you plays all the cards and, and determines how you play yours. They're going to have to take four. That's exactly right because Kurt Busch has got the luxury of time right now. He can do anything he wants. And here comes Jimmy Johnson, second-place car now. Peels off the banking. And Jimmy Johnson and the Lowe's Chevrolet will come to the attention of his team, and we would expect this will be a four-tire stop as Johnson creeps his way at pit road speed all the way down to the head end of pit road. Here's Jimmy Johnson now coming to the Lowe's pit in front of Jim Phillips. And Jimmy Johnson brings his Chevrolet in. Nice, smooth stop for Johnson. It's work on the right side. They pump it up. First set of 76 fuel is in. The car's been pretty good all day. They make a small chassis adjustment on the left side of the car on the low Chevrolet of Jimmy Johnson. The lap count is 112. He's the first of the top five drivers that come in and make their stops. We should be seeing the other guys coming in very shortly. Here's Kevin Harvey coming off the banking of turn number four. He'll hit the pit lane on lap 113 to make his stop. Other cars continue to circulate. Harvick was running back in the 28th position, giving up that spot to make his stop now. He rolls slowly down the pit lane at the prescribed pit road speed of 55 miles per hour. Other cars now coming up off the corner. Here comes uh, Johnny Benson, it appears, to make his stop at lap 112. Let's go back downstairs and cover these stops. First to Winston Kelly. Uh, Harvick's crew completing work on the left side of the car. Now they wheel around to the right, completing the work on the right side, wheel around to the left side. Mike Moore jacks it up. Greg Burkhart and Ron Otto complete the tire change as Danny Chocolate Myers puts in the second can of 76 Racing Fuel. 17.8 seconds to stop for the GM Goodwrench team as more cars are now coming down in front of Jim Phillips. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Jr.'s in. Right side tires going on. No chassis just for the jet. First get of 76 Fuel is in. Now they're around the left side, changing left side tires. Four these sticker tires for him. Here's Tony Stewart coming in right in front of him. He's going to cost him a second now. Junior peels out. Here's Tony Stewart. He's going to make a track bar adjustment on Stewart's car. Also a little bit of wedge in his car. Dale Jarrett peels out of his pit stall. The lap count down here is 114. Kurt Busch continues on the racetrack, still waiting to see when he'll come in to make his stop. Here comes the car of Joe Nemechek. One-time race for him back with the Carter Haas race team. Frank Kimmel will be in this car again next week at Richmond. Let's cover that stop. Joe Nemechek has been very, very loose. The crew will go around to the right side, change right side tires. No adjustment, so they must be going with air pressure because Joe has been complaining about it being loose. Another guy whose car hasn't been handling well, Ward Burton. He said the car is terrible. They'll make a right side tire changes. 
a huge adjustment on the right rear. They'll go around to the left side. Four tires for Ward Burton on this end of pit road. Two more top ten cars come to pit road. Jeff Gordon and Ricky Craven. Let's cover the Gordon stop first. And routine for Jeff Gordon so far. Right side tires going on. Now they're on the left side working uh, second cut of 76. Fuel is in. No catch adjustment. Behind him is Jeff Green. Ricky Craven was in front of Winston Kelly. And Craven's crew 15.75 seconds as Rusty Wallace's crew counts him down. Earl Barbin back on the jack duties. He's been on the spotter stand until a couple of weeks ago. Now he's back jacking. Right side tires. The crew wheeling around to the left side of the machine. It's going to be a four tire stop for the fourth of Rusty Wallace. The pit board out for another four. That would be for Matt Kenseth. Down and away. Rusty Wallace 16.5 seconds as the Kenseth crew now goes to work on the right side of his machine. Sterling Marlin was in front of Tony Rizzuti. Sterling Marlin came in. Four tires of fuel. It looked like they wanted to make an adjustment. They had the wedge wrench in the right rear. They did not make a turn on that at the last second. They pulled it out, so they decided to keep the car the same. Also in, Brett Bodine, four tires. Four tires for Terry Labonte. Hut Strickland now in. They'll go around the right side. It'll be a four-tire stop for him. Dave Blaney also in. They took two earlier in the day. This is scheduled to be a four-tire stop for the Jasper Ford. Four cars continue to pour down on the pit lane. Here comes Kyle Petty in the Sprint Dodge making his stop at lap 117. Behind him, Jeff Burton started back at the rear of the field and moved up into the top ten. He gave up the ninth position to come in and make his stop. Let's go back downstairs. The red, black, and Dodge, red, red, black, and silver Dodge of Kyle Petty's crew working on the right side of the car. They're going to wheel around now to the left side, second 10 of 76 gas, now being pumped in. A routine stop for Kyle Petty. Expect the leader, Kurt Busch, next time around. And not only is Kurt Busch beating them up on the racetrack, he's also outlasting them on fuel mileage. This time, though, he will peel off the banking in turn four as Bobby Labonte heads for pit road. Kurt Busch, the race leader, right behind him. And uh, in close order behind them, Ryan Newman will also come to pit road. Here's Kurt Busch, 55 miles an hour, being very cautious indeed not to exceed the pit road speed limit. He'll slide to a stop in his garage area. And he comes to a very smooth stop. The car pumped up by Scott Riddell on the right side. Andy Thurman and Mark Rett changing the tires. They wheel around to the left side. Mark Fulk and Bobby Sada going to give them the tires on the left side of the scene. The second can of 76 gasoline being put in. Kurt Busch also has an extremely good stop. 15.5 seconds to stop for the Ford team. So not only are they running good on the racetrack, Dave Moody, and getting good gas mileage, good pit stops as well. It's all clicking this afternoon for Kurt Busch. He continues to show the way. 118 on the board, seven laps shy of the halfway mark here at California. Tony Stewart came down the pit lane so fast that NASCAR called him in for a pass-through. He came down the pit road at pit road speed, now pulls back onto the racetrack, but he has lost three laps. Jim Phillips, what was the problem on the Home Depot Pontiac? The throttle linkage, Joe, uh, the broken. They took some uh, plastic tie wraps, put it back in place, uh, hoping to last uh, the rest of this race. It's definitely a throttle linkage problem. For Tony Stewart. He was among the top five for most of the race up till now. Now he's back in 37th. Best race on the track right now is the battle for 7th, 8th, and ninth positions. Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, Michael Waltrip have been mixing it up over the last five or six laps. They're midway on the back straightaway, heading for three. And Jeff Gordon will lead that pack of cars down the back straightaway and into turn number three. He's got Ricky Craven going to run down on the bottom of the racetrack while Jeff Gordon continues to run up high. Michael Waltrip behind
behind them. Racing from seventh on back now as they come off turn number four. Jeff Gordon has the seventh position. Ricky Craven about a car length behind him in the eighth spot. Then Michael Waltrip, who runs in ninth. It's interesting to see, Joe, how drivers adapt their line as the race goes on. Early on in this thing, Ricky Craven was glued right up in that outside uh, groove up next to the wall. Jeff Gordon was hugging the bottom. Now, at least at uh, the left end of the speedway, turns three and four. It's Craven on the bottom. Gordon up high. So they've had to tinker a little bit to find somewhere where that car will free up and run fast. But Ricky Craven took him back to the high side going down into turns one and two. So he's found that the car handles a little better low in turns three and four and high in turns one and two. And that's what this place is all about, is finding out where the car runs at its very best. Again, watching the seventh place battle. Ricky Craven trying to get back up alongside the car of Jeff Gordon. Gordon about a car length in front of him. There is several slower cars just ahead. Cars not on the lead lap. Let's follow that one back to turn one. Let's give Ricky Craven some credit because Jeff Gordon dusted him off through turns one and two about five laps ago. But Gordon has not been able to shake Ricky Craven off. There are some machines in front of Gordon. We're talking about Bill Elliott and Brett Lodine. And Gordon will have to encounter them in just a couple laps. He makes his way down the back track. Jeff Gordon will run into Brett Bodine uh, first. Not run into him, but will catch Brett Bodine first. Bodine all the way down on the bottom of the racetrack. And Jeff Gordon continues to run the high line. Ricky Craven still way down on the bottom of the racetrack. And now pulls within about one car length of Jeff Gordon. As they struggle with the lap traffic, Ricky Rudd has decided he may want to be a piece of that battle as well. He has overhauled Michael Waltrip. Move Rudd now up to the ninth position. Waltrip to tenth. Ricky Rudd trying to close in. He's about ten car lengths behind Craven and one. Again, this is a skirmish from seventh on back. Jeff Gordon is riding in the seventh spot. Ricky Craven way up high through turns one and two. Is in the eighth position. Behind him is Ricky Rudd and then Michael Waltrip. They single file down the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd tries to close the gap on Ricky Craven. Can't get it done down the back straightaway this time by Craven now... Does away with the Brett Bodine machine, and he's right on the rear deck lid of Jeff Gordon. Got 116 laps to go in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Right now, 13 cars are shown on the lead lap. Let's take a look at the AutoZone leaderboard at lap 134. Kurt Busch's lead is 14 seconds. That's right, 14 seconds over Dale Jarrett. Sterling Marlin runs in third. Jimmy Johnson is fourth. Rusty Wallace is fifth. Sixth is Bill Elliott. Seventh, Jeff Gordon. Eighth is Ricky Craven. Ninth is Ricky Rudd. And tenth is Michael Waltrip. Mark Martin is 11th. Twelfth is Dave Blaney. Thirteenth is Jeff Green. Those are the cars on the lead lap. Fourteenth now is Matt Kenseth with John Andretti in 15th. Ryan Newman, 16th. Kyle Petty is 17th. Terry Labonte, 18th. Jeff Burton, 19th. Johnny Benson is running in 20th. 21st is Joe Nemechek, Steve Park 22nd, 23rd to Robbie Gordon, Kevin Harvick 24th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 25th, 26th Jerry Nadeau, 27th Greg Biffle, 28th Brett Bodine, 29th is Jimmy Spencer. In 30th it's Hutt Strickland, Ward Burton 31st, 32nd Mike Skinner, Jeremy Mayfield is 33rd, 34th to Steve Grissom, Elliott Sadler is 35th, 36th Casey Atwood, 37th belongs to Rick Mast, Tony Stewart now being shown in 38th place. 39th is Bobby Hamilton. Bobby Labonte is 40th. Behind the wall in 41st, Stacey Compton. Shauna Robinson in 42nd. Kenny Schrader, 43rd. The AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It's got to feel mighty good to you when you have a car that's hooked up as well as Kurt Busch's car is here today. Sort of like yesterday, the NASCAR Busch Series race, the Auto Club 300. How well Scott Riggs had his car hooked up in the late stages of that race. That's got to be a great feeling. Well, But here at California, Joe, you can only get so excited because it doesn't take much to take you 
from dominant to out to lunch or even just ordinary, but things can change very quickly at this track, and it doesn't take a lot to put you right out of it. On the other hand, it's got to be very frustrating when your car is not handling right. Such a case from Ward Burton, who just lost another lap to the race leader, and now Dale Earnhardt Jr., who has the Budweiser Chevrolet on pit road. Well, it's not been a good day for Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, it's lap 137, changing right side tires on his car. Come around the left side, they're going to change lefts. Just, uh, his car has just been, did not want to turn all day long. Let's, let's get a word with uh, Todd Parent, crew chief for Dale Jarrett. Todd, you, you've got a great car, but uh, Kurt Busch is 14 seconds ahead of you. Now, what can you do to turn that around? Turn the nitrous bottle on for about 10 laps. Maybe we'll get close to it now. 97's awfully strong, and uh, we got a good car. Just uh, got to keep working on it a little bit. Maybe we'll get a caution here later on and uh, bunch everything back up and uh, maybe make a race out of it. Well, they've had the uh, second-best car most all day long. Uh, Jimmy Johnson and Dale Jarrett. Maybe we'll have a caution. They can't bunch them back up. Caution flag is waving for a problem in turn two. It is Ricky Craven. He has scraped the wall to the outside of turn two. We want to emphasize it's just scraping the wall. It was not a hard hit. Craven has brought his board to a stop at the exit of turn two. Ricky Craven was running in the eighth position, was having a great day in the tied Ford, but it looks like it's all over now. Craven has got some damage. He has rolled to a stop right against the outside retaining wall at the exit of turn number two. Tough break for Craven, who's been in the top ten all day. Ran as high as third early on, but they're going to have to make some repairs now if they have any hope of getting the tied Ford back into this thing. Craven and everybody else on the lead lap are on pit road. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Craven's crew going to jack the car up on the right side. They've got a lot of work to do pulling the sheet metal off. A couple of pit stalls in front of him. Kurt Busch's crew completing work on the left side of his car. Second can of 76 fuel going in. They're going to make a track bar adjustment. They're going to lower it just a quarter, as Jim Phillips said earlier. They're going to keep very much tweaking on the car, but not making radical changes. As he pulls out just in front of Sterling Marlin and Rusty Wallace, more cars in front of Jim Phillips. And Dale Jarrett is going to beat Kurt Busch out of the pits this time. Also in down here, Jimmy Johnson in for service, Michael Waltrip in for service. We've also had uh, Jeff Gordon in for service, Jeff Green in for service, and like I mentioned, Jarrett, and he did beat Kurt Busch off down to Tony Rizzuti. Bill Elliott was in also the car of Dave Blaney in four tires for them. Sterling Marlin had what looked to be the best pit stop. Going to check and see if they took four or two tires. Also in on this end of pit road was uh, Ward Burton. Now the cars a lap or more down come in to make their stops. Let's go down and cover some of those. First to Jim Phillips. And Jerry Lee, who's uh, been in here, Elliot Sadler's in. He's going to get chassis just on the left rear, Joe. He's had a tough day today. Tony Stewart's in. They're working on his throttle linkage again. Jamie Mayfield was in the pits for service. And also Johnny Benson, Winston Kelly. Well, Ricky Craven's back on a pit road as they're continuing to work on the right side of his machine. John Andretti had his car on pit road this second time around. Along with Kevin Harvick, uh, some of the other machines, Jimmy Spencer, Matt Kenseth just missed getting back on the lead lap. Couldn't quite get around to his teammate, Kurt Busch, who had checked up a little bit coming off a of turn four. A couple of guys did get their lap back or back on the lead lap. Kenseth, not one of them. Steve Park and Casey Atwood also coming in this time four tires and fuel. Tony Rizzuti. Joe Nemechek in on this end of pit road. Also Greg Biffle, Brett Bodine. We saw Hud Strickland, Jeff Burton, Steve Grissom. Also the cars of Robbie Gordon, Rick Mass, Terry Labonte, and Mike Skinner. And I mentioned wasn't sure if it was four tires or two on the Sterling Marlin machine. They did take four tires. So an excellent stop for Sterling Marlin. 
Dale Jarrett assumes the lead after some quick work on pit road. Kurt Busch drops back to second now. Sterling Marlin third, Jimmy Johnson fourth, and Rusty Wallace in fifth. Sixth is Bill Elliott, seventh to Ricky Rudd. Jeff Gordon is eighth, Mark Martin ninth, and Dave Blaney tenth. Michael Waltrip shows 11th, Jeff Green 12th. Right now just 12 cars being scored on the lead. Lap 144, laps complete here at California. Field crossed over to the column to two, not far away from a restart here at California Speedway, Fontana, California. Dale Jarrett will lead them down to the line alongside the lap car of Jeremy Mayfield. Green flag in the air. Jarrett and Kurt Busch, hot pursuit as they storm off toward turn number one. Dale Jarrett will try to scoot away into turn number one, has half a car length on Kurt Busch, who's dealing with some of the lap traffic to his inside. That would be Jeremy Mayfield. Sterling Marlin is in the third spot. Jimmy Johnson losing a little bit of ground in the fourth position. But it's Dale Jarrett who leads the field up at turn two. And Kurt Busch right behind him. They'll run one and two, both up against the outside retaining wall. Busch the first one to peek to the inside, but he'll let Dale Jarrett get his car all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack. Kurt Busch will run on the outside. Appears to be a big problem for Bill Elliott. He restarted in the sixth position. He's fallen back to the rear of the field now. Just barely rolling here as he comes off turn four. The field storms by him. Joe Moore and Dave Moody here at the California Speedway along with Dan Hubbard and Paul Bartholomew covering the action for us in the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti working the pit lane here today. We've completed ten, or rather we've uh, had ten lead changes among six different drivers. Only two cautions have waved so far today, and there are 103 laps to go. Before the caution, Kurt Busch had moved out to a 15-second lead. Now it is Dale Jarrett pulling away by six-tenths of a second over Kurt Busch, Sterling Marlin, Jimmy Johnson, and Rusty Wallace. We told you there was a problem for Bill Elliott. Let's see what that was. Tony? It was a vibration. They felt a tire coming down, so they came down, took on four tires, and now another car hits pit road. Hut Strickland comes by me. The car is not running. They're going under the hood. We'll get an update on that in a moment. Let's pick up the battle for the second spot in turn three. Yeah, that's where Sterling Marlin is caught. Kurt Busch, both of them running on the outside of some lap traffic. Kurt Busch right up next to that outside retaining wall where he's been pretty comfortable all afternoon long. He's got the lap car of Bill Elliott between himself and Sterling Marlin. But, Joe, a little bit surprising here. Kurt Busch, who was so dominant, lost the lead on a pit stop, and now Dale Jarrett has begun to leg it out. It's an over over a second lead now for DJ as he works off two. No doubt about it. The pit stop was a positive thing for Dale Jarrett. He pulls away from Kurt Busch. There's still a lap machine between himself and the third-place car of Sterling Marlin. Everybody in the pre-race talked about the clean air, and it's working to Dale Jarrett's advantage right now as he's got a 15-car-length lead over Kurt Busch. Another lap car before you get to Sterling Marlin. Theory has proved time and time again, if you get out front in that clean air, you can pull away. DJ proving it right now as he stretches out his lead by nearly a second over Kurt Busch. Sterling Marlin working some traffic. He's back in the third position, trying to keep up before those two get lost. Sterling Marlin is being just a little bit frustrated, not really close enough to get around the lap machine of Bill Elliott. Marlin working that higher groove. Kurt Busch in between two lap cars. That would be Brian Newman and Bill Elliott. Newman still not close enough to Dale Jarrett to make a pass. It took Jimmy Johnson an awful long time, but now he sees the rear end of the Sterling Marlin machine. Jimmy Johnson running in that fourth position, trying to catch Sterling Marlin. Johnson down on the bottom of the racetrack and Marlin up high. It'll be an early afternoon for Hutt Strickland as they push the Hills Brothers Coffee Dodge behind pit wall. They're headed for the garage area. Tony Rizzuti, what's the story? Now the motor just shut off. They're not really sure what it is until they get back into the garage area. Hutt not having a great run, but was running back between 20 and 25th most of the day. So definitely a disappointing finish to what 
Uh, it was going to be just a promising day for the Hills Brother Dodge. Well, Kurt Busch has turned up the wick on the Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. Is- Trouble in turn two. It is Matt Kenseth again. He just slid up too high. He bangs the wall with the right side of the car, but keeps going even though there's right side damage. Good piece of driving by Kenseth. Keeps the DeWalt machine pointed in the right direction. Running slowly, but now beginning to come back up to speed on the back straightaway. Kurt Busch, I was saying, George, is back on the hunt. He uh, was having some trouble hunting down Dale Jarrett. He's knocked off a couple of lap cars, closing in on a couple of more as he tries to chase down DJ in turn one as the caution flag flies. I would almost bet we've got some debris on the track where uh, the 17 car slapped the wall up in turn two. It'll take a couple of laps to clean up the track. Might be a good break for Jeremy Mayfield, who was off the pace. We told you his teammate Bill Elliott had a problem earlier. They got him back out there. Then Mayfield slowed just before that caution. We'll cover some of those stories in a moment. Back at California Speedway, 93 laps remaining in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Dave Blaney has pulled a rabbit out of his hat on pit road during that round of pit stops. Blaney comes back out as the leader of the race over Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, Jimmy Johnson, Kurt Busch drops all the way back to the number five position. Getting ready for the restart here with uh, what will be 91 laps to go. So far, a very competitive race with 11 lead changes among seven drivers. I think the uh, most telling of anything is the great lead that Kurt Busch built up, 15 seconds. Had a huge lead, but lost it on a pit stop and was never quite able to regain that. Something that I'm sure Dave Blaney is hoping continues. Now, Bill Elliott is on the tail end of the lead lap. He's just in front of the race leader, Dave Blaney. He'll try to stay up there and stay on the lead lap. That might hurt Blaney's efforts in trying to pull away from the field and get that huge lead like all other leaders have done earlier today. Green flag is waving back at it here in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Bill Elliott on the tail end of the lead lap. Leads the pack down into turn number one with Dave Blaney trying to clear him. Field rushes into turn one with a brand new look up front. Dave Blaney showing the way. Sterling Marlin rides in the second spot. Rusty Wallace is in third. Jimmy Johnson is in fourth, but he's getting some competition from Kurt Busch. He just blows him off to the outside. Kurt Busch on the move down the back straightaway. Your front four cars run single file. Now make it your front five run single file. Then they're two, three, even four wide down the back straightaway fighting for position. Bill Elliott still on the tail end of the lead lap. Sterling Marlin looking for the lead on the outside of Dave Blaney. Marlin drives it deep to the outside in turn number three, just lets it roll high, wide, and handsome off four. He will challenge Blaney now for the second or for the lead. He will not get him at the start-finish line. Blaney, by a car length, continues to show the way, riding the back bumper of the tail end of the lead lap car, Bill Elliott. Blaney has not gotten around Bill Elliott yet. Now Sterling Marlin will go way high outside, trying to the outside of Blaney. Nothing going there. Rusty Wallace takes away checkers from Sterling Marlin. Rusty Wallace on the outside of Kurt Busch. Busch down on the bottom, and now Rusty moves out in front of him. Rusty now down on the inside of Sterling Marlin. Rusty and Marlin fighting for that second-place position. This time it's Sterling Marlin who pulls out in front as he takes the high side and turns three and four, gets back around Rusty Wallace. Wallace on the attack momentarily to the inside. He falls back in behind Sterling Marlin. Again, this going on for the second spot while Dave Blaney is pulling away. Blaney pulls away to turn one by about four car lengths over the second spot of Sterling Marlin. Marlin will wash up high. Rusty Wallace will try to keep it down low. It's Dodge versus Ford for the second spot. They'll come off for turn two simultaneous. Real deal hit the turn three. Kurt Busch with a great view of that battle as he sits right behind those two cars running side by side. Still Rusty Wallace on the inside and Sterling Marlin on the outside. It's Rusty Wallace by a half a car length in three, but Marlin's got some good momentum on the outside. 
Rusty grabs that low lane, tries to ride it to the number two position, but Sterling Marlin is not going to go without a fight. He pushes the nose of the Coors Light Dodge back to the outside lane. They are absolutely even at the start-finish line. This is the battle for second place. Rusty Wallace has second, but Sterling Marlin wants it. So too does Kurt Busch. They are side-by-side for that third position as Wallace will try to pull away, but he washes up. Kurt Busch able to put hand fender to the inside of Rusty Wallace. The drag races on down the back straightaway. Kurt Busch with some clean air down on the inside. He'll try to get by Rusty Wallace and then challenge Dave Blaney, who's still running behind. Bill Elliott, who's on the tail end of the lead lap. Rusty fights back on the outside. He's got a little help from Sterling Marlin to make it three wide. Kurt Busch says, remember how strong I was earlier? I'm still here. Here he comes, charging down to the inside of the track, grabbing the second position. He gets by Sterling Marlin and Rusty Wallace. Now let's see what he can do with Dave Blaney. It appears that Bill Elliott and Dave Blaney, even though Elliott is on the tail end of the lead lap, they are working together and starting to pull away. But Kurt Busch, in that second spot, has cleared what's Oh, Busch, the car darted to the right, but Busch caught it, and Wallace now challenging from that third position. That gave Rusty Wallace a good run off of the turn two and then down the back straightaway, but he's content to run in the tire tracks of Kurt Busch. Busch still about 20 car lengths back of your race leader, Dave Blaney. Rusty Wallace has not at all conceded that runner-up position to Kurt Busch. Busch with a bit of a bobble in what has become an increasingly treacherous second turn here in the late stages of this race. Rusty pulled up on his back bumper, but Bush now immediately pulls away again. He's opened up three car lengths to turn one. We'll keep an eye on that second spot of Kurt Bush. We'll see if he plays a conservative this time around. Puts a couple of tires down on the wide line. He does work that middle groove. Comes off very clean. Rusty Wallace in third. Sterling Marlin in the fourth position. Sterling Marlin dives to the inside. Pulls up alongside of Rusty Wallace in that battle for position. Sterling Marlin will complete the pass before they get into turn number three. Charging Move Sterling back. Marlin up to third. Move Rusty Wallace back to fourth. Charging back into turn number four. The leaders come up off the corner into the tri-oval. Meanwhile, Elliot Sadler has lost power. Is rolling down the back straightaway, trying to make it back to his pit stall. Dave Blaney has built up a lead now of 1.2 seconds. Kurt Busch seems to have taken over the second spot for now. They'll race from third on back in turn one. That would be Sterling Marlin with about two car lengths at hand over Rusty Wallace. Behind him, way behind him, would be Dale Jarrett. Jarrett is not in touch with the leaders as the leaders make their way down the back row. Some good battles going on back behind the leaders. It's uh, Dave Blaney with by about 15 car lengths and then get to Kurt Busch and Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, and then some battling going on. Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin. Problem for Dave Blaney right now is he has lost his escort. Bill Elliott trying to hang on to the tail end of the lead circuit has broken away from Blaney. So Blaney now having to cut through the wind all by himself. Let's see if that enables Sterling Marlin to try and close the gap. Sterling Marlin will try to close the gap on the second place machine of Kurt Busch. After that scare that Busch had two laps to go, he is keeping that forward down lower off of turn two. It's still early to try anything desperate. Busch continues to chase the leader, Dave Blaney. About 20 car length separates your leader to Kurt Busch and then another 15 back to Sterling Marlin and only five back to Rusty Wallace before you get into some lap machines. Jeff Gordon had completed the pass of Mark Martin. So has Ricky Rudd. Mark Martin drops back two spots. Here comes Dale Jarrett trying to catch up with the front runners. He's back in the fifth position. Has some lap traffic to deal with. One of those, Ward Burton, he easily flashes by him. Now closes in on Johnny Benson at the start-finish line. Again, looking ahead and a good ways up to the third-place car of Sterling Marlin. Dale Jarrett works to the outside of Johnny Benson. Again, that is a lap machine. And the next car that Dale Jarrett will have to encounter will be John Andretti. So Dale Jarrett playing some catch-up here for turns one and two. 
and gets by uh, Johnny Benson and now sets his sights on John Andretti about five car lengths before Dale Jarrett will catch him. Those two cars dive into the corner. Jarrett going to go high, and Andretti will stay low. Dale Jarrett nearly pulls even in turn four. Dave Blaney continues pulling away, as everyone has, who gets out front here this afternoon in the Napa Auto Parts 500. His lead now a second and a half over Kurt Busch. Sterling Marlin is third. Rusty Wallace fourth. Dale Jarrett is fifth with 82 laps to go. Dave Blaney again proves the theory. Get out front. You can walk away here at the California Speedway. He's up to a two-second lead now over Kurt Busch, Rusty Wallace, Sterling Marlin, and Dale Jarrett. What is the plan? And I guess the best question, Tony Rizzuti, how did he get up front? Well, Ryan Pemberton and the crew felt like they weren't really gambling much. They had come in and pitted on lap 143. Before we went back to green, they came back down pit road, packed the fuel cell, topped it off, went back. That was lap 145. With the harder tire, they feel like they're getting just as good a wear. They only had 13 laps more than some of the guys that got tires. All year long, their Penske Jasper engines have seemed to get really good fuel mileage, so they don't feel like it's much of a risk. They feel like getting the clean air in the track position was the only thing to do on that particular stop. Well, no doubt, once you're in front, it's the place to be. The uh, slogan today has been, he who leads dominates. The lead has been not one second, not two seconds, but more often than not, 10 or 12 seconds. Blaney hasn't quite got that much of a pad yet. It's 1.8 and counting over Kurt Busch. Yes, and Dave Blaney is showing surprising strength in the truck. The front of that end of that Ford is tracking very true, while Kurt Busch in second is once again testing the higher waters through turns one and two, trying to run down the leader, David Blaney. Your top six cars, make it your top seven cars run in order now as Dave Blaney goes by me, and then Kurt Busch running in second, Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, Sterling Marlin, Jeff Gordon, and Ricky Rudd all run in order. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Well, Rusty Wallace looking for his first top five of the year. That's kind of surprising since he's third in points. Let's get a thought from Bill Welburn as Rusty continues to run in the third position, trying to chase down Kurt Busch. Bill, the car's been pretty strong all day. What's Rusty saying about it now? Well, the car's running as good as it's ran all day. Uh, we didn't really make any adjustments on the last stop. Four tires, uh, the stop before, the last stop was gas only. We're looking to uh, make one more stop for the rest of the day, and right now he says the car's really good. That's the thoughts of Bill Weber and the crew chief on Rusty Wallace, who scored the last of his 54 Winston Cup career wins right here at this race in 2001. Jimmy Johnson had a run at the front earlier today. He dominated the early stages of this race, but uh, Jim Phillips, he slid back to ninth place. What's the story in the Lowe's pit? Well, let's talk to his crew chief, Chad Canals. Chad, is traffic your biggest problem right now? Yeah, lap traffic right now really got it screwed up under that last restart. You know, people should have more sense to throw it into the corner more wide in the track like this. That's how people get hurt. Jimmy had to back off and let those guys go. Got back in with a bunch of that traffic. The car's just a little uneasy. We're working our way back up to the front now, but it's unfortunate we're sitting there running fourth and have people make moves like that that just cost us so much. One more stop? Uh, looking like possibly one more stop. Okay, that's the thoughts of uh, Chad Canals, crew chief for rookie Jimmy Johnson, who again running in the top ten again this week. Good battle for fifth place. Going into turn number two, it almost jumped out from under Sterling Marlin. He had to check up. That opened the door to the inside for Jeff Gordon. Gordon is there. Ricky Rudd is there as they hit turn one now. It's a replay of the previous lap. It'll be Sterling Marlin going up high. Jeff Gordon hugging it down low. Ricky Rudd taking a look to the inside. He may try to make it three wide as they come off the corner, but Jeff Gordon beats everybody, and he's got a mirror full of Sterling Marlin and Ricky Rudd. Yeah, they'll all run single file down the back straightaway. Gordon, then Marlin, then Rudd right in that order. Gordon takes the middle line. 
Marlin takes the high line, and Rudd takes the low line through three. Front four cars pretty well spread out, but it is good racing going on from fifth on back. Now as Jeff Gordon leads that pack up off the corner, he has cleared Sterling Marlin. Now Ricky Rudd closes in on the rear deck of the Coors original Dodge this week for Sterling Marlin. Let's follow that battle as it heads back to turn one. This is a Chevy and a Dodge and a Ford going out at the California Speedway. Jeff Gordon shows pretty good spring through turns one again, working that middle groove. Sterling Marlin still preferring that higher line, and Ricky Rudd down low. Gordon, however, appears to be pulling away just a little bit down the back stretch. They get a two-car battle now for that position as uh, Sterling Marlin will lead Ricky Rudd by just one car length as they race into turn number three. Jeff Gordon out in front of those guys by about five car lengths. Once again, Marlin way up high and Rudd down on the bottom. Good battle now for third place. Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett have hooked it up again. DJ takes a peek down to the bottom, coming off turn four. And at the start-finish line, they are side-by-side. DJ on the inside, Rusty on the outside to one. DJ will beat him into turn one as Wallace backs off just a little bit. So give the third position to Dale Jarrett, who again is working his way back up front. But he has Rusty Wallace in tow as they are nose to tail down the back straightaway. Rusty has liked that inside line down the back straightaway, this time content to run right behind Dale Jarrett as they head to towards turn number three. We'll see what lines they take. Rusty's down a little bit lower, and now Dale Jarrett drops down to block. Rusty peeks to the outside. They settle down, go nose to tail, back into turn number four. It's good to see the Jasper Motorsports Ford out front. In all the years they've been racing in NASCAR Winston Cup competition, their best ever finish was last year at the Chicagoland Speedway. Robert Presley driving the car there. He finished in the second position in that race. Today, Dave Blaney, who's now driving the car, having his best run so far of the season as he leads today earlier in the season. Dave Blaney did have a couple of pretty good runs. He was 15th at Texas and uh, had a sixth-place finish last year when he drove for Bill Davis Racing. But looking good here today as he leads, but that lead is shrinking. Kurt Busch is starting to close in with 71 laps to go. And a new leader is not long away. Dave Blaney has been caught by Kurt Busch. The battle for the lead continues, but Busch, no doubt about it, the fastest car on the racetrack, and he will surge around Dave Blaney in turn number three and regain the lead. Kurt Busch fights his way back to the point, and Joe Moore, one of the few times today that we've seen anyone be able to reel in a leader and then just drive around him. Kurt Busch showed us how strong he was earlier in the race, and again, that strength is still there as he takes over the top spot and gives us our 12th different lead change of the day. Dan Hubbard, he's already pulling away from Dave Blaney. He is pulling away by about four or five car lengths. Dave Blaney gave it a good try, but he just can't stay with him. So it'll be Blaney in second. Dale Jarrett closing the gap from third. Rusty Wallace continues to ride in the fourth spot. The race leader, Kurt Busch, working his way into turn number three and pulling out by another car length over Dave Blaney. Blaney now going to run the high side. He was running down low as Kurt Busch was trying to catch him. And now he's going to run in Kurt Busch's tire tracks. Elliot Sadler has taken the Motorcraft Ford behind pit wall into the garage area. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Well, he started seventh. He likes this place, and I expected you to have a good run. But, man, things just seem to go from real good to awful real quick. Elliot, what happened today? Yeah, we uh, we finally ended up breaking a piece. Uh, uh, probably blew a, a, a piston or a valve or something. But that's the first motor problem we've had in a long time. Jack stuff usually run, you know, holds up pretty well. But we just missed the setup from the beginning. Uh, I don't know. We were just wicked loose all day. New style car and body. We never run either of these ever and just kind of bit us in the butt. So um, we kind of knew we were taking a chance. It hurt us, but just got bad luck. Four of the last five races we haven't finished. It's killed us in the points. Try to get them at hometown of Richmond next week. 
go from the West Coast back home to Virginia. Elliott Sadler out today. Here comes Kurt Busch back to the line. How quick is he here today? He just took the lead a lap ago. He's already a second out in front of Dave Blady. Good race further back for the sixth position. Ricky Rudd coming to the front. He has caught Sterling Marlin, and let's see what kind of move he can make on Sterling in turn one. As they come into turn one, it'll be Sterling Marlin going up high, Ricky Rudd down low. Now, Marlin just goes amazingly high each and every time. I mean, he's really flirting with that wall, but apparently he's comfortable up there in the first dodge, and again, he shuts the door on Ricky Rudd. They're single file down the back straightaway. Sterling Marlin able to keep up the momentum as he heads through one and two, and now down the back straightaway about three car lengths ahead of Ricky Rudd. Once again, Marlin way up high, and Rudd, the two left tires, all the way down on the white line, trying to pull even for Sterling Marlin. Ricky Rudd, a third-place finish at Bristol a couple of weeks ago, the high-water mark of his 2002 season to date, but he'd like to improve on that. He is all over the back bumper of Sterling Marlin right now. Marlin holds him off. Rudd will follow in his tire tracks, at least for now, into one. This is a Dodge versus a Ford, four position in the third one. Once again, Sterling Marlin walks the tightrope up in the higher group. Ricky Rudd's got a pretty good run on him this time. They come off the corner into the wheel, but Marlin carries the momentum down the back stretch. Ricky Rudd able to just slide the car right up behind to Sterling Marlin as they race down the 2,500-foot-long back straightaway. And then Ricky Rudd turns the wheel a little bit harder to the left and once again down on the bottom of the racetrack, but still about three car lengths behind Sterling Marlin. Sterling Marlin climbs the banking in turns three and four just like he did in turns one and two, but hangs on to the spot as he come off turn four. Jeff Gordon heads for Pitt Road. Let's go downstairs. Well, he hasn't made it here yet. It would be early for Jeff Gordon. Uh, He had... been monitoring Jeff Gordon's team. He hadn't complained that much. Uh, Slap 188. Uh, expected these pit stops to come at about lap 201, Joe. So this is going to throw him out of the fuel mileage equation pitting this early. He'll have to come in one more time, but about 48 laps was the most I heard that a team could run today on a tank of fuel that changes all four tires. We'll check it out for you. Jeff Gordon making an early pit stop here. It looks to be a, a typical pit stop. They're changing four tires, cleaning the grill in the car, fueling it up, and sending him back on his way. We'll get a follow-up report on that story in a moment. Once again, that sixth-place battle, it's still underway, headed back to turn one. Sterling Marlin has the spot, but Ricky Rudd runs, and Ricky Rudd keeps hammering that bottom groove. And I do believe it is a strategy that'll pay off because Rudd slots in behind Marlin farther and farther down the back straightaway. This time they're wheel-to-wheel. Now this time Rudd tucks it behind very, very early. Now this is as close as uh, Ricky Rudd has been to Sterling Marlin as they enter turn number three, just one car length back of him, and once again, Ricky Rudd all the way down on the bottom, and Sterling Marlin up on the top. Rudd pulls even in turn four. Meanwhile, at the front of the pack, it continues to be Kurt Busch. He is dominant this afternoon at California. We are under caution at California Speedway in Fontana, California, our third caution flag of the afternoon. And it comes for Jeremy Mayfield, who has rolled to a stop between turns three and four in front of Paul Bartholomew. And he was going down the back straightaway very, very slowly, and it wasn't too many laps ago, uh, Dave Moody, when Elliot Sadler did the same thing. Elliot Sadler carried a lot more speed through the corners and was able to limp back onto pit road. Jeremy Mayfield did not make it. He comes to rest down on the apron in turn number four. Mayfield started off with a pretty decent day here today, but it has gone downhill ever since that time. He started the race in the 14th position, had a vibration problem. They came in, changed the tires on it, lost a lap, was struggling his way back up through those lap-down cars, but now it looks like it has completely stopped over between turns three and four, and it's bad enough to cause our caution flag to come out for the fourth time here today. There was a problem in the Jeff Gordon car. He made a pit stop out of sequence, at the very least considerably early. Jim Phillips, what's the reason? 
Well, just one of those bad luck things, Dave. He picked up a big piece of plastic right on the front grill section right at the opening where the radiator gets its air. And the temperature went up uh, about 260 or more than they wanted it to. They had to come in and take it off because there was no way it was going to blow off. So Gordon pitting at lap 188 definitely will have to make one more pit stop. And, Jim, similar situation, but it wasn't a piece of paper on the Kurt Busch machine. He had some rubber buildup on his car and the crew. Jimmy Finney advised him, see if you can get just as close to a car in front of you and turn off the fan. He did that, and the rubber did blow itself off, just sucking up behind one of the other cars. His temperature had gone up to 260 as well. It did drop back down, so he averted a potential problem about five laps ago. Tony Rizzuti, give us a story from the Ricky Rudd pit. They're having a good run up to fifth now. They are having a good run, and the crew is up on the wall awaiting the Haviland Ford to Ricky Rudd as he comes down. 4,500 RPM, second gear. He gets on the binders, one away, two away. Into the pit stall he comes. The crew goes around to the right side. No adjustments. Slide air pressure adjustment will be on the left side of the tires. Right side completed, one can of 76 fuel in. Also in is Rick Mass. Bill Elliott is in. We see Dave Blaney in. Also, Sterling Marlin on this end of pit road. Down to Jim Phillips. And Dale Jarrett is in. Right side tires going on his uh, Ford. Now left side tires. Jeff Green is in. Jimmy Johnson is in down here. And Michael Waltrip. All four tires in gasoline. Lap count is 196. Winston Kelly was watching Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch, four tires in fuel. He's going to pull out just in front of Ricky Rudd and Rusty Wallace, but he's going to be behind Dale Jarrett. 15.72 seconds to stop for Kurt Busch. A half pound of air they added to the right front, trying to loosen him, loosen him up just a tick. Rusty Wallace going to leave the air pressures exactly like they were. Four tires and fuel for that Ford. So Kurt Busch going to have some more work to do on the racetrack. Well, the UPS Ford team does what they have to do. They get Dale Jarrett out first. Kurt Busch will have to hunt down another leader. 196 laps complete, 54 remain in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Back at California, and as always seems to be the case here, it may come down to pit strategy. A couple of drivers among that lead group hedging their bets with a late stop here on pit road. Among them, Sterling Marlin and Michael Waltrip with 198 complete, 52 remaining. Got a feeling a couple of teams at least are thinking they might try and stretch this thing and go the distance. Coming right down to it. 52 laps to go in the race. Jim Phillips, how far should they be able to go? Well, I just heard the conversation with Dale Jarrett. He says, do I have a chance to make it or not? And his crew chief, Todd Parrott, said you're going to be about too short. So we'll see what happens. Winston Kelly, are we likely to see anybody else come in and get a splash here? Well, we saw Jimmy Finning, uh, or heard Jimmy Finning talking to his driver, Kurt Busch, and he said, it's going to be very, very close, but his teammate who has a similar setup, Mark Martin, his crew brought him down pit road, and they did top it off with fuel. Won't see anybody else come back down now, but it's going to be extremely tight for some, and the rest of them just aren't going to make it. Well, if it's going to be that close, that may have been a good move by Sterling Marlin, Michael Waltrip, a couple of others to come in and get that extra half a gallon or so in that fuel cell and try and get that extra lap or two at the tail end of this race. Could make all the difference in the outcome of this race. Now, Jeff Gordon is starting at the head of the pack. He is on the tail end of the lead lap. He's just in front of race leader Dale Jarrett. 
he'll be wanting to get away and hope for a caution for a chance to be a player in the outcome of this event. 51 laps to go. The field now charges up into turn number one. Again, Jeff Gordon in front of race leader Dale Jarrett. It'll be Dale Jarrett showing the way into turn one, trying to put Jeff Gordon a lap down. Kurt Busch now is negotiating the slower traffic. The first car would be Robbie Gordon. He has Johnny Benson to his left elbow. But Jeff Jarrett leading the field off of turn two. Three wide, make it four wide as they head down the back straightaway. Some lapped cars. Jeff Gordon is in there. Dale Jarrett has gotten around Gordon to put him in lap down again. But we've got a new race leader as Kurt Busch works the outside line. Once again, Bush making it work in the high lane as he just powers around everybody to take the lead. Very nearly comes in contact with the lap car of Johnny Benson as they run inches apart at the start-finish line. Dale Jarrett tucked right up underneath the rear spoiler of Bush to turn one. But there are just too many cars into turn one. Kurt Busch, your leader, has to check up because he would have collected Robbie Gordon, the lap machine of Robbie Gordon. That gives the lead back to Dale Jarrett who had a clean run down in the bottom of the racetrack. Dale Jarrett able to slide up the banking just a little bit right in front of Kurt Busch. So they run one and two right together down on the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Ricky Rudd down on the bottom. He'll try to challenge Kurt Busch for position. Ricky Rudd coming alive here in the late stages of the race up to the third position. He works the inside of the racetrack, trying to challenge for the spot, coming back to the start-finish line. And they are starting to get physical here in the closing stages of this race. Dale Jarrett, meanwhile, with heavy traffic in front of him. The intensity level starts to kick up here at the California Speedway. It'll be Jarrett in the top spot. Kurt Busch is in second. Rusty Wallace is hot on his tail. Ricky Rudd is also in that mix. In fact, Rudd and Bush are wheel-to-wheel for the second-place position. Ricky Rudd down on the inside, and Kurt Busch will run on the outside. Once again, right in front of them, that lap machine of Robbie Gordon. But for the moment, it's Ricky Rudd by a half a car length. Now Kurt Busch fights back to the outside. They're even in four. Bush riding that outside lane where he has been for most of the afternoon, but it's not going to work this time. Ricky Rudd digging hard down low. He will take the spot away from Bush at the start-finish line. Now here comes Rusty Wallace. He's got Dave Blaney in hot pursuit into one. Rusty Wallace is chasing Dave Blaney, now chasing Kurt Bush. Ricky Rudd showing some great strength here in the latter stages of this race. He will now chase down his teammate Dale Jarrett. They are single file headed to turn three. Dale Jarrett's just got one lapped vehicle between himself in a bunch of clean air as they race into turn number three. About five car lengths back is Ricky Rudd. And then of another five car length back to Kurt Busch and Rusty Wallace. Robert Yates racing teammates taking spots one and two here with just 47 laps to go. Dale Jarrett showing the way, trying to get away from Ricky Rudd, but Ricky not letting him get too far away. And they both have to worry about Kurt Busch who's closing in from third. Dale Jarrett leads the field into turn one. Second spot, Ricky Rudd only about three to four car lengths off his rear deck. Kurt Busch lurking there in the third position. Rusty Wallace and David Blaney dueling for the fourth spot off of turn two. Blaney will work down on the bottom of the racetrack and put Wallace on the outside. They're still side by side as they race down fourth position into turn number three. It's still Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd and Kurt Busch and Rusty Wallace by about a car length over Dave Blaney. Kurt Busch has led 89 laps this afternoon at California, but right now he is not where he wants to be. Third and looking up at the Robert Yates Racing teammates, Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. Rudd is on the hunt. He is on the back bumper of his teammate in one. Dale Jarrett would like to pull away, but cannot do it as Ricky Rudd now closes into within half a car length. Both drivers keeping it down to the bottom through turns one and two. They're going to have to deal with a lap car of Johnny Benson as they approach turn three. Ricky Rudd methodically worked his way to the front and now is just one. One car length back of being the race leader. 
Johnny Benson still the lap car in front of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett's going to run high, and Rudd's going to be down on the bottom for the lead. Rudd gets the opening on the inside of the racetrack. Can he pull alongside his teammate and challenge for the top spot? Not this time. He'll fall back in line behind Dale Jarrett because he looks back and sees Kurt Busch. He's close to within three car lengths. They're still following the lapped car back to turn one. Three Fords up at the front. Jarrett, Rudd, and Kurt Busch. They are all behind the lap machine of Johnny Benson, who's running on a pace with the leaders. Jarrett will look to the outside of Benson. Still not close enough to pull off the pass. They'll run single file down the back straightaway, right behind the Johnny Benson machine as Dale Jarrett still can't dispose of him. Ricky Rudd, once again, down on the bottom of the racetrack. Tries to stick a fender inside of Dale Jarrett. He might get it done out of four. Dave Blaney, Rusty Wallace, Jimmy Johnson, Mark Martin, all running in a second group of cars, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. But they're about a second and a half or two seconds behind that lead draft. The lead pair now, Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd, Run once again, nose to tail into one. Ricky Rudd's got a pretty good entrance going into the corner. Look briefly to the inside. Now we'll let the Havoline Ford slide up to the high outside. Trying to block Dale Jarrett behind Johnny Benson. Nothing doing, but he's got a good run coming off the corner. Ricky Rudd peeks to the inside and shows the bumper. Now falls back in line behind Dale Jarrett as they reach turn number three. Kurt Busch now within about two car lengths. Busch will follow Ricky Rudd. Jarrett once again up high. Jarrett goes to the high side of the banking in turn number four as his teammate looks down low for a chance to make the pass all the while being defensive keeping a close eye on what Kurt Busch is going to do. Jimmy Johnson has moved up to the top five. He made the pass on the last lap getting by Rusty Wallace now it is four forwards leading the way with 43 laps to go two experienced veterans up at the front showing the youngster the way into turn one. That would be Kurt Busch. First hugging it down low. Ricky Rudd and Jarrett going up high. They single file. Racing back to turn three. Just like the last lap, Ricky Rudd content to run in the tire track of his teammate Dale Jarrett down the back straightaway. And then just like the last few laps, Jarrett once again back up high. That inside line's been working for Ricky Rudd. It just takes a couple of laps. Rusty Wallace is off the pace. Sixth place automobile slowing on the back straightaway. Problems on the Miller Light Ford for Rusty Wallace. Meanwhile, at the front of the pack, it continues to be Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, and Kurt Busch. Dave Blaney has caught the lead draft. He drafts up onto the back bumper now of Kurt Busch. The lead four are nose to tail into one. David Blaney proving that his performance today is no fluke. He is for real. Dale Jarrett leads him into turn one and two. Ricky Rudd in the second spot. Hucks it down low. Kurt Busch is in third. David Blaney a very close four. And back in fifth now Jimmy Johnson. He can see that Jasper engines forward of Dave Blaney. He'll try to make it a five-car battle up front. Down into turn number three is still Jarrett by two car lengths over Ricky Rudd. Kurt Busch back another couple of car lengths, as is Dave Blaney. Looks like Ricky Rudd gets a run every time Dale Jarrett takes the high line in turn number four. But when they come up off the turn, Jarrett pulls back down in front of his teammate. They now go to work on Johnny Benson trying to clear that car and get some clear sailing here for the final 37 laps. Now Dale Jarrett starting to pull away. The race is for second and third. And that's where he... Kurt Busch has pulled into the second place position. Ricky Rudd is third. He's got Dave Blaney down on the inside of him with Jimmy Johnson. About to have a battle for the lead as Kurt Busch is right up on the bumper of Dale Jarrett coming down to the stripe. Still behind the lap car of Johnny Benson. Busch has moved to second. Rudd has fallen to third. Now Dave Blaney has taken fourth. Obviously, Kurt Busch decided it was time to go as he clambered over the rear bumper of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett able to stretch it out just a little bit through turns one and two. Let's see what kind of run Kurt Busch gets on Jarrett from that second spot. They're single file down the back straightaway. Both of the cars on the outside retaining wall. Ricky Rudd runs right behind them. 
man, Dale Jarrett has pulled up right on the rear deck lid of Johnny Benson. Once again, Dale Jarrett to the outside. Kurt Busch kicks the fender inside of Dale Jarrett. The man on the move right now is Jimmy Johnson from out of nowhere. The Lowe's Chevrolet is in the hunt. He moves underneath Dave Blaney, takes over the number four position. As the leaders now work down the front straightaway, Johnson is on the march. He begins pulling in now on Ricky Rudd. Jimmy Johnson just in front of Dave Blaney trying to close in on the machine of Ricky Rudd in that third spot. Battle for the lead is still a very, very good one between Dale Jarrett and Kurt Busch. Busch got the quick look to the inside. Now tucks back in the line behind Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd still running in that third place position. Jimmy Johnson is fourth and Dave Blaney rounding out your top five. Dale Jarrett had gotten by Johnny Benson. Now Benson fighting back on the inside. Benson's a lap down or better and Kurt Busch running in second. Kurt Busch goes to the high side of the banking just as Dale Jarrett does. They try to squeeze by Johnny Benson's lap car coming back down to the start finish line. Busch looks for even more but the lap car is there in the way. Now Ricky Rudd closes in a three car breakaway in turn one. Finally Dale Jarrett is cleared the lap machine of Johnny Benson. Kurt Busch has cleared him as well. Ricky Rudd not so. He'll try to dispose of Benson as they race down the back stretch. Again, Busch challenges to the inside of Jarrett. Can't pull off the pass. They're racing to turn three. Who's got the stronger forward this time by? It's Dale Jarrett by one car length. Ricky Rudd now on the rear deck lid of Kurt Busch for that second place position. Three different lines taken by three different drivers into turn four. For much of the day today here in Fontana, California, it's been the leader and then a long gap back to the rest of the pack. Not so here as we hit the stretch drive of the Napa Auto Parts 500. It is Dale Jarrett over Kurt Busch by less than two tenths of a second. Ricky Rudd an equal gap back in third. Ricky Rudd carried a lot of momentum into turn one as if he wants to take a run on Kurt Busch. He'll hug the Havoline Ford down to the bottom of the racetrack, looks to the inside of Kurt no, he's not close enough. Ricky Rudd will have to settle for third this time around. Jimmy Johnson just three car lengths back now of Ricky Rudd in that fourth place position. Dale Blaine, Dave Blaney now works to the inside of Johnny Benson to put him at bay. And now Dave Blaney sets his sights on Jimmy Johnson. Here's a challenge for the lead. Kurt Busch dives to the inside of Dale Jarrett as they come off turn number four and slides right on by him, picking up the top spot. But DJ's not done yet. He battles back to the outside, holds off Kurt Busch for now. This race is not over. They're in turn one. They do not want Kurt Busch to get into that clean air that he would experience in the lead because the previously this afternoon he has run away. So Jarrett is fighting. Ricky Rudd is there. Jimmy Johnson makes it a four car Rattler stacked up two by two down the back stretch. Kurt Busch down on the inside and Dale Jarrett on the outside. Jimmy Johnson on the inside and Ricky Rudd on the outside. The teammates try to help each other on the outside lane, but Kurt Busch, your leader by one car length. Jimmy Johnson fighting for second. Four cars under a blanket for the lead at California as the fans are on their feet. Off turn four, Kurt Busch has got the lead. They will go three wide for second. Jimmy Johnson storming to the inside of the racetrack. He looks down low on Ricky Rudd. They're side by side for the runner-up spot. Kurt Busch tries to pull away, but Ricky Rudd is right there. Jimmy Johnson rides in the third position. Dale Jarrett has been drop-kicked back to the fourth spot. Then it's about three car lengths back to David Blaney, who's trying to make this a five-car fight up front. Jimmy Johnson down on the inside of Ricky Rudd in that battle for second. Johnson, Chevrolet, and Rudd's Ford are nose and nose as they race into turn number three. Kurt Busch by three car length. Jimmy Johnson a half a car length lead over Ricky Rudd, who's got to run on the outside. And the final 29 laps of the Napa Auto Parts 500 here today at the California Speedway. MRN Radio here bringing it to you live. Joe Moore and uh, Dave Moody upstairs, along with Dan Hubbard and Paul Bartholomew out in the corners. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Tony Rizzuti patrolling the pit lane. 
lane. A great race today. 16 lead changes among seven drivers and a 17th about to take shape off turn four. Jimmy Johnson is on the hunt now. He pulls up on the back bumper of the Kurt Busch machine. Busch, for the first time this afternoon, got the lead and has not been able to pull away. Johnson is all over him in one. It looks like the Chevy of Jimmy Johnson just may have something for the Ford of Kurt Busch. He's handling just a little bit better off the corners, but Busch can pull him down the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd is in third, Dale Jarrett in fourth. Dave Blaney in fifth, and then you've got a bunch of lap machines, so we'll worry about these five cars as they're about equal distance apart down the back straightaway into turn number three. Kurt Busch is going to take his Darby Rubbermaid four down on the bottom of the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson follows right in his tire tracks. All the cars work on the inside lane, then swing it up wide off turn four up against the outside retaining wall, cutting it back down low in the trioval. Kurt Busch crosses the stripe about four car lengths in front of Jimmy Johnson. Four more back to Ricky Rudd. Three back to Dale Jarrett. Then Dave Blaney. Jimmy Johnson was fast in practice. He was fast in happy hour. Is he fast enough to get around the leader, Kurt Busch? Right now, the distance remains static. Put it in about a car length and a half. Third spot is still Ricky Rudd. They're single file down the back straightaway. The low Chevrolet will try to catch. Kurt Busch in the Ford, this time by... Can't get it done down the back straightaway, but those two cars have broken away from Ricky Rudd by about 10 car lengths. It's a two-car battle up front. They're trying to stretch it out. Crunch time at California, and the battle for the lead is hot and heavy in turns three and four. Jimmy Johnson dives to the inside on Kurt Busch. They are door-to-door now for the number one spot. Johnson in the Chevrolet, Busch in the Ford, and at the stripe it is Jimmy Johnson by a nose. Kurt Busch battling back hard on the outside lane. They're still wheel-to-wheel as they come into turn one. Give Kurt Busch the brief advantage when he rides that high outside line. Jimmy Johnson. There's trouble off turn four. Several cars involved. The caution flag is out because of two cars that have spun off turn four. One of those is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's sitting down on the inside of the racetrack up on the racing surface. Still another car there. Kevin Harvick appears to be the other car involved in a crash that occurred off turn four, bringing out the caution here on lap 220 after Jimmy Johnson had just taken the lead in the Napa Auto Parts 500. A very hard lick for both of those machines. Kevin Harvick's car severely damaged in the nose. The Dale Earnhardt Jr. machine spewing steam and smoke from out, out from under the hood of the Budweiser Chevrolet puts this field back under caution with just 31 laps remaining. We were just talking about the fuel question. Remember we told you on the last stop they probably could not go 55 laps. I suppose everyone will come down and the question mark goes up in the clouds. How about it, Jim Phillips? Well, I just talked to Chad Canals. He was a crew chief, or is a crew chief for Jimmy Johnson, Joe, and he said, we cannot make it. We're going to have to stop. Dale Jarrett had planned to stop at lap 244. So this all goes out of the equation. Let's see how Winston Kelly's guys stack up. Well, like you said, it's pretty much irrelevant now. We had talked to uh, Jimmy Finning and also Sean Parker. Sean Parker, the car chief. Jimmy Finning, the crew chief on Kurt Busch's machine. And they felt like they were going to be just shy. But Jimmy Finning looking over at his guys and said, man, we've got to try to make it. We've got to try to go for it. All that out the window now. Looks like pit road is not going to be open because one of the cars sitting at the head end of pit road uh, or at the tail end of pit road entering turn number from turn number four. So not going to be a problem as far as fuel. But the question's going to be how many guys will do a gas and go? How many guys will try two tires? And how many will go for four with only 21 laps to go? Checking the replay here in the booth, it appears that uh, Kevin Harvick checked up, maybe trying to make a hard left-hand turn at the entrance of Pitt Road coming off turn four. When he did, Dale Earnhardt Jr. just did not anticipate that, slammed into him and spun around about three times. He is now being pulled out of the Budweiser Chevrolet. He appears to be okay. The safety personnel are there taking care of the two involved in the crash. 
Dale Jr. climbing out of the car, and Kevin Harvick also out of his machine. Next weekend, the NASCAR Winston Cup Series moves on to the Richmond International Raceway for the running of the Pontiac Excitement 400. Also that weekend, the Hardys 250 for the NASCAR Bush Series. MRN Radio's coverage begins on Friday afternoon with Bud Pole updates starting at 3 Eastern Time. We'll also have the Hardys 250 on Friday night at 7 Eastern Time and the Pontiac Excitement 400 next Saturday night at 6.30 Eastern. Next weekend, also, the trucks are at the Gateway International Raceway, the Ram Tough 200 that runs on Sunday afternoon. We'll be there with the live coverage starting at 3.30 Eastern Time. The following weekend is Mother's Day. It's an off week for the Winston Cup Series, but the Bush Cars goes to the New Hampshire International Speedway for the Bush 200. MRN Radio will be there. Our coverage begins at 12.30 Eastern Time. And from there, off to the Lowe's Motor Speedway in Charlotte for the annual All-Star Race, the Winston. Our coverage begins on Friday evening, May 17th, with Bud Pole updates starting at 7 Eastern Time. The Winston on Saturday, May the 18th. Airtime is 7 Eastern here on MRN Radio. That same weekend, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series at Pikes Peak International Raceway. The Jelly Belly 200. Airtime is 3.30 Eastern on Sunday, May the 19th. Guess what? MRN is there. And also that weekend, the NASCAR Bush Series cars at the Nazareth Speedway in Pennsylvania. They'll run the Nazareth 200, 12.30 Eastern. MRN is there, too. Cleanup operations continue down on the inside of turn number four after a very hard crash between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Kevin Harvick. Earnhardt headed to the ambulance, went there under his own power. That's the good news, but he went there very gingerly, limping badly on one leg after taking a very hard hit. Tried to dive to the inside of Kevin Harvick, and Joe, having watched the replay a couple of times, I think you're exactly right. There may have been a problem on the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. Harvick came off the pace in turn four, almost looked like he was going to try and make a left turn onto pit road. Unfortunately, Earnhardt Jr. tried to take him on the inside. They touched Harvick's left front to Earnhardt's right rear, turned Jr. virtually head-on into the outside retaining wall. The Budweiser Chevrolet is going to have to go up on the rollback to get it back to the garage area. And Jim Phillips said it had already been a pretty bad day for Dale Jr. Uh, yes, it had. His car just would not turn well, Joe. Yeah, they, they always pitted early. They made uh, even one stop out of sequence. And uh, Dale Jr.'s had a frustrating day here after winning last week at Talladega. Same situation for Kevin Harvick. He had not run the way they had wanted to run this weekend as well. So two drivers who expected to have good weekends end up on the business end of the record. 231 complete, 19 remain in the Napa Auto Parts 500. Field is getting the one-to-go signal. This time as they come by the start-finish line, it will be a 14-lap shootout here to finish the Napa Auto Parts 500. Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, second-place man. Ricky Rudd is third. Kurt Busch fourth and fifth. Mark Martin. Dale Jarrett is 6th, Dave Blaney 7th, Sterling Marlin 8th, ninth is Rusty Wallace, and 10th is Michael Waltrip. 11th is Jeff Green. Those the only cars on the lead lap. Ricky Craven has taken the tide forward back behind the wall, came back out, improved his position up to 37th, but he's not going to be able to catch anybody else in the 14 laps remaining. The only two cars out that are ahead of him, Kevin Harvick and Dale Earnhardt Jr., all have about uh, 20, 25 laps on him, so Craven will go behind the wall. That'll be the end of his day. As the field motors down the back straight away getting set for the restart bill elliott jimmy johnson ricky rudd kurt bush mark martin dale jarrett dave blaney sterling marlin i think rusty wallace may have something to say before it's over as well he's been strong all day but he's been back and forth in the running order this will be a double file restart it would be single file it was the final 10 laps but we do have 14 to go so the lineup double wide greg biffle at the head of the pack down on the inside also along there the car of johnny benson lined up in the laps down lane Followed by Jeff Burton there, Brett Bodine, and Steve Park. 
Leaders on the outside lane now as the safety car brings the pack off turn number four, getting ready for the restart in what will be a 14-lap shootout. Bill Elliott, the race leader, hoping the fuel will last and he can go to victory lane. Jimmy Johnson with older tires, hoping he'll have enough left to hold off the guys behind him. Ricky Rudd, Kurt Busch, and Mark Martin. Here they come to the line, getting ready for the green flag. Green goes in the air, and on the break, Bill Elliott jumps out to a quick two-car length lead. Jimmy Johnson up alongside the lap car. Greg Biffle will try and do away with him before he hits turn one. So a Dodge, a Chevy, and a Ford occupy the top three spots right now at the California Speedway with Bill Elliott getting a good restart. Jimmy Johnson looking to his outside of the right elbow, and Johnson powerfully moving to the outside. He'll take over the lead, headed to turn three. Jimmy Johnson, clean air. Bill Elliott running in second, and now Greg Biffle shoves his machine up in between Jimmy Johnson and Bill Elliott. Ricky Rudd moves up into that second place position down on the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Kurt Busch battling for third. Field charges off turn number four now with Jimmy Johnson taking the top spot. Bill Elliott continues to fall back in the pack. Johnson with the lead here. It will be 13 laps to go. Ricky Rudd, the second place man, first has to get around the car of Greg Biffle. Jimmy Johnson will try to scoot away. He had the lap machine of Greg Biffle behind him, and now Biffle is going to the outside of Jimmy Johnson, trying to get another lap back. It'll be Ricky Rudd in second spot. They're side by side for third. Jimmy Johnson lets Greg Biffle go, and he's got Ricky Rudd right behind Behind him, side by side, Kurt Busch down on the bottom, and Bill Elliott on the outside. Kurt Busch trying to get a little help from his teammate Mark Martin as they run inside of Bill Elliott. Jimmy Johnson would love to have the luxury of the lap car, Greg Biffle, between himself and Ricky Rudd, but he's sure not going to race all afternoon to try and keep him there. He comes to the start-finish line, and Ricky Rudd is closing in. Let's go downstairs. We caught up with Kevin Harvick, who's come out of the infield care center. The good news, Kevin, you're all right. What happened off of turn four? Uh, we popped the left rear tire going into turn three, and... Uh... I was doing everything I could to save it, and about the last save I had to make, I clipped the eight, and we wrecked. So a tire problem put Kevin Harvick into the wall. Unfortunately, took out Dale Earnhardt Jr. as well. Jimmy Johnson has the top spot, but maybe not for long. Ricky Rudd is chasing him over to turn number four. They've got the lap car of Greg Biffle just ahead. Biffle goes up the banking. Inside lane is opened up. Here's Jimmy Johnson leading the charge off turn four. Rudd follows his tire tracks for now. Coming into the trioval, Rudd looks to the inside. Now starts the charge to see if he can challenge for the top spot. It won't work here. Will Ricky Rudd make a move to the inside? No. For right now, he follows in the tire tracks of the leader, Jimmy Johnson. Look who's in third. Kurt Busch reeling him in a car length at a time. He comes off the corner strong in that third position. Bill Elliott still rides in the fourth spot. Jimmy Johnson still by one car length. He- He's blocking uh, Ricky Rudd down the back straightaway just a little bit as he darts to the inside, then back out to the outside. Now back down onto the bottom of the racetrack. That's where Rudd likes to run. Jimmy Johnson by three car lane. Kurt Busch running in third, lights the fuse on the Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. He powers around the lap car of Greg Biffle and begins to close in on the lead pair. It will be ten laps to go this time. Jimmy Johnson, Ricky Rudd, and here comes Kurt Busch trying to get in the hunt come stretch time. Ricky Rudd tried to make a run on Jimmy Johnson to the entrance of turn one. Johnson shut it down. So Jimmy Johnson is still your leader. Ricky Rudd on the high side is second. Kurt Busch, a very close third. They're single file down the back straightaway. Front three cars break away from the rest of the field. 
Jimmy Johnson doesn't waste any time trying to break the draft down the back straightaway as he darts to the inside once again and then back to the outside. He's increased his lead to about seven car lengths. Kurt Busch now challenges for second. Jimmy Johnson trying to give Chevrolet two wins in a row after they picked up the victory last week at the Talladega Super Speedway. But a couple of Fords breathing down his neck here in the closing laps. Nine laps to go. Johnson by three car lengths over Ricky Rudd and Kurt Busch. Speeds approaching 200 miles an hour as they enter into turn one. It's still Jimmy Johnson opening up a little bit of a lead over the second spot of Ricky Rudd, who's soon going to have his hands full with Kurt Busch. It is still a three-car breakaway. Bill Elliott rides by himself in four. Jimmy Johnson once again snaking his way down the back straightaway. Outside, inside, outside, keeping Ricky Rudd at bay. Rudd now has disposed a little bit of Kurt Busch as he's pulled after about a five-car length lead in that second-place battle. Kurt Busch came up on the back bumper of Ricky Rudd like he was going to blow both him and Jimmy Johnson away, but catching them is one thing, passing them is another. Busch on the back bumper of the Haviland Ford, but has not been able to do anything with him. Jimmy Johnson goes very low through the trioval area, trying to break the draft on the, the two that follow him. And that appears to work for Jimmy Johnson. He does get to turn one a lot earlier than Ricky Rudd or Kurt Busch. Busch gets a nice run off of turn two. He may try to pass Ricky Rudd into turn three. Everybody dives down to the inside of the racetrack this time down the back straightaway. Now back to the outside to set up the car into turn number three. Still single file. Your first five top six make that run in order. Dale Jarrett trying to get on Mark Martin for fifth. Better believe Ricky Rudd is studying that rearview mirror waiting to see what Kurt Busch is going to try to pull. He goes one way. Rudd goes that way. Busch tries the other. Rudd is defensive and moves up there as well. Here they come back through the trioval. It will be seven to go. It looks like Ricky Rudd went into defensive mode. It doesn't appear that he has enough for the lead Jimmy Johnson. So Kurt Busch in that third spot will try to get around Rudd. Rudd keeps an eye on in that mirror. They're still single file. Racing back to turn three, weaving all the way down the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd will dive down to the bottom. He follows the tire tracks of Jimmy Johnson. Kurt Busch still five car lengths back. Bill Elliott back another eight car lengths. Mark Martin and Dale Jarrett nearly side by side. For the moment, everybody holding position, counting down the laps. It'll be six to go this time as they come to the start-finish line. Jimmy Johnson with the lead. Ricky Rudd back there in the second spot, just four-tenths of a second behind. Another four back to Kurt Busch in third. Here they come into turn one. It's still Jimmy Johnson in the lead. Ricky Rudd trying to figure out the puzzle. Kurt Busch riding by himself in third. Bill Elliott fourth. Good fight for the fifth spot. Mark Martin up high, Dale Jarrett down low. Couple of Fords wheel to wheel off the corner. Dale Jarrett's tried the last three times around to get by Mark Martin. He's right up on the rear deck lid of Mark Martin's Ford. Into turn number three. They'll run identical lines down on the bottom of the racetrack. And now Jarrett slides up high looking for position. It has settled down among the front four cars. The race is for the fifth position as they come to the line and see the signal of five laps to go. Let's follow that fifth place battle. Mark Martin trying to hold off Dale Jarrett. G.J. looking to the inside as they charge into turn one. Here they come into turn one. And D.J. does get a fender underneath Mark Martin. But so far has not pulled off the pass. Martin working that middle groove. Now washes up a little bit high in the Viagra Ford. Jarrett gets a good look down to the inside. Still not close enough to pull off the pass. Dale Jarrett nearly was close enough to stay to the inside of Mark Martin that time, but will have to fall back in line as they race down into turn number three. Once again, Mark Martin down on the bottom and Dale Jarrett up one groove. Dale Jarrett trying to pull up alongside Mark Martin. 
DJ looking to make the run on the outside lane, but Martin will drift high at the exit of four, hold him off for the moment at the front of the pack. It continues to be Jimmy Johnson. Four laps to go now for the Winston Cup Series rookie. Jimmy Johnson on the point, leads the field into one. The distance remains static between the first and second place machine, put it at about four car lengths, but now Kurt Busch is getting serious about taking that second spot away from Ricky Rudd. Nearly had a caution last time by a Steve Grissom's machine. Clips the outside wall and he pancakes the right side of that machine will stay green as he makes it back to pit lane jimmy johnson by eight car lengths over ricky rudd and kurt bush now kurt bush again is tightening up in that second place battle he's going after ricky rudd as jimmy johnson drives off they come to the line and it will be three laps to go side by side for second kurt bush gets the runoff turn four pulls even with ricky rudd into turn one can kurt bush clear ricky rudd and is there enough time for him to catch jimmy johnson they go into turn one still side by side door to door rudd up high Bush down low. He'll shut the door on Ricky Rudd. Kurt Bush is on second and now chases down the leader, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson not trying to break the draft this time by and now about halfway down the back straightaway. He does duck in about one car length or one groove in uh, to the inside. Down on the bottom into turn number three. Eight car lengths the distance. Kurt Bush closing in. The two most dominant cars all afternoon this afternoon at California are ready to face off for the final two laps in a battle for the checkered flag. Two to go for Jimmy Johnson as he hits the line, five-tenths of a second, the lead over Kurt Busch. Two young guns have got to keep their cool heads now in the final stages of this race at the California Speedway. Jimmy Johnson working the middle groove, doing nothing dramatic here. Kurt Busch sliding it just ever so slightly off the corner, still chasing Jimmy into turn three. Johnson back down on the bottom of the racetrack and then back to the outside just before he gets to turn number three. Equal distance between your top four competitors. It's still eight car length for Jimmy Johnson. Coming down to turn number four now, exiting the corner, back to the start-finish line, looking for the white flag. Here it is. Will Jimmy Johnson score his first career Winston Cup win? The California native is looking good now with a five-car length lead over Kurt Busch. Final time into turn one. Jimmy Johnson out of El Cajon, California, has a lead of about six car lengths, making six and a half over Kurt Busch. Busch doing everything he can, tightens it up to about five car lengths, but it's still Jimmy Johnson leading the field off of turn two. Are you ready, Jimmy? Are you sure you're ready? He's got one more trip down the back straightaway. Eight car lengths still the lead, the same as the last three laps. Jimmy Johnson into turn number three. Two tires down on the white line. Looking good through turn number four. Right on the bottom of the racetrack, off corner number four. Here they come to the line, and in only the 13th start of his NASCAR Winston Cup Series career, Jimmy Johnson is going to victory lane at California. He wins the Napa Auto Parts 500. Kurt Busch comes home in second. Ricky Rudd will be third. Bill Elliott and Mark Martin. Let's go to pit road. Well, let's uh, get a work. Rick Hendrick right here. Well, Rick, you had... You and Jeff Gordon picked another winner for your stable. I'll tell you what, he's an awesome guy. He's an awesome driver. Couldn't be happier for Lowe's. And, oh, Bob Tillman, I hope you're listening. You guys had faith in him, and he did it. Great job. He sure did, and he's headed to victory lane. The rookie goes to victory lane. Jimmy Johnson scores the win, holding off some pretty heavy competition here today. And as Dave Blaney said, Dave uh, Moody said, it was his 13th career NASCAR Winston Cup start. Back at the California Speedway where Jimmy Johnson has scored the win of the Napa Auto Parts 500, beating Kurt Busch, Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, and Mark Martin. We'll do the full field rundown in a few moments. Rest of the top ten for now. Dale Jarrett finishes in sixth. Sterling Marlin in seventh. Rusty Wallace eighth. Ninth, Dave Blaney. 
and finishing 10th was Michael Waltrip. It uh, was the eighth different winner so far in this 2002 season. And Dave Moody, the first win for Lowe's, a sponsor of a Winston Cup car since they've been involved in the sport. That goes back a number of years. Could not have come at a better time or a better place for that team. Jimmy Johnson winning in his home state. The California dream comes true for Jimmy Johnson here in front of his home state crowd. As we speculated, quite a party going on in victory lane. Jim Phillips is there with winner Jimmy Johnson. Well, you talk about some smiles. How does it feel to win a Winston Cup race in your home state of California? This is unbelievable. Um, to be able to do this and, and be this competitive in Winston Cup racing is a dream of mine, and I just can't believe it came true. And it's just so special to win here in front of the home state, win in front of all my friends and family that are out in the grandstands. This is incredible. Thank you, California. I'm glad I could do it. The decision to take no tires did that concern you when you came in for that splash of gas we were really loose in the start of runs and as the tires got older we the car got better and better and we were going to go for two but we saw some guys earlier just do gas only and beat us out of the pits chad made the call on gas only and i was able to hold those guys off track position was the key i just tried not letting them line up behind me and drop down the straightaways and uh, take their line in the corner and we were in good shape Okay, but first you had Kurt Busch behind you, but then you had a veteran like Ricky Rudd that has a whole lot more experience than you. Did you think you had enough experience to hold him up? Uh, Ricky, I knew knew it was going to be tough, but Kurt, I'd been racing with him all day long, and I thought he might be able to march up through the turbulent air and get to us. But uh, he, he got held up with Ricky Rudd a little bit, and we were able to let the laps click down and bring this Lowe's Monte Carlo to victory lane. Well, I know you and Jeff Gordon did a commercial, Can You Win?, are you surprised you won this early in your career? Heck yeah, I am. This is unbelievable. Um, you always hope and wish that, you know, think that you have the ability to come out here and be competitive, but you just don't know until the right situation presents itself and everybody can showcase their talents. My hat's off to Chad Canals. I feel we're both in a similar situation for trying to prove ourselves, and uh, he's doing an awesome job, and same with all these guys standing here in the Lowe's uniforms. That's exactly right. He's the winner right now. Let's see if we can find Chad. No, we can't find him. So Jimmy Johnson is a winner here in California. Jimmy Johnson has picked up the first NASCAR Winston Cup victory of his career. He takes the win this afternoon over Kurt Busch and Ricky Rudd, the top three. Let's check the rest of the full field rundown. All right, it's Jimmy Johnson winning. Kurt Busch finishes in second. Ricky Rudd was third. Bill Elliott fourth. And Mark Martin fifth. Dale Jarrett finishes in sixth today with Sterling Marlin seventh. Rusty Wallace eighth. Dave Blaney ninth. And Michael Waltrip finishes in tenth. Jeff Green came in in the 11th place finish. 12th was Robbie Gordon. 13th, Greg Biffle. 14th, Ryan Newman. And 15th was Johnny Benson. Finishing 16th, Jeff Gordon. 17th was Kyle Petty. 18th, Ward Burton. 19th, Jeff Burton. And 20th today, Matt Kenseth. Terry Labonte home 21st. 22nd was Steve Park. Brett Bodine, 23rd. 24th to John Andretti. 25th, Joe Nemechek. Jerry Nadeau was 26th. 27th to Jimmy Spencer. Casey Atwood, 28th. Tony Stewart, 29th. And Bobby Hamilton, 30th. 31st was Mike Skinner. Rick Mass, 32nd. Steve Grissom, 33rd. 34th to Bobby Labonte. Kevin Harvick, 35th. 36th to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ricky Craven was 37th. 38th to Jeremy Mayfield. 39th, Elliot Sadler. 40th to Hutch Strickland. 41st, Stacey Compton. Shauna Robinson, 42nd. And Kenny Schrader, 43rd. Ray saw 20 lead changes among eight drivers today. Caution flags waved five times throughout the course of this event. First time win for Jimmy Johnson. A happy bunch of people down there, as Dick Brooks would say, and rightly so. He has picked up the victory of the Napa Auto Parts 500. For Dave Moody, sitting in this weekend for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. So long, everyone, from sunny Southern California. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.